0: Hey everyone, welcome to Game Face episode 78 right here on Sifted Games. Today we got a great show for you. We're going to go over all the big updates to No Man's Sky, which I know Matt
1: is pretty happy about. Yeah, And we're going to talk about my impressions of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's his, t- it's his chance, finally, after I've been yapping about it for a couple weeks. And
0: lastly, is 2017 the best year ever for, for video games? We're going to investigate. Let's do it. Greetings, Sifters! It's Friday afternoon. Hope you guys are all primed and ready for the weekend. I know we are. I have a ton of games that I need to play. I have literally just given, I feel like, my life over to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. Uh, I've been waiting to play Horizon Zero Dawn, near Automata, Ghost Recon Wildlands... Lots of good... Lot. Dude, this is like March, <laughs> by yeah. the way. I mean, this, this last like 30 days may have been better than Q4 of 2016.
1: Uh, I, unequivocally better.
0: Yeah, I and we're going to talk about that. That's one of the topics on today's show, just how strong 2017 <laughs> is already. And still lots of great stuff on the horizon as well. But first, we're going to talk about a game that you and I threw down on mm. once upon a time on Game Face. No Man's Sky. Certainly a polarizing game. Um, I don't even know if I could say it's like a love it or hate it thing. Like, it's just, it just feels like people are all over the map over
1: this game. So I have more of a hate it or see the potential sort of. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a good way to put it. I don't know it. if anybody really loves it. Yeah. I mean, I loved elements of it. But, like, it's the, that's the thing. is like, the haters are real adamant. And someone who loved it like me, you know, I have called it my game of the year last year, but yeah. you could, you could sit there and scream criticisms about the game at me for ten minutes, and i 'd just be like yep you're right yep, you're, you're right. right that's true <laughs> that's very true, yep, yeah, yep." yep. But they are working to improve it, uh, to their credit. I mean, which more came in- out of like nowhere. Yeah. Well, man, they said like they were been going to, but underground
0: for oh, like
1: yeah. months. Well, I think if there's one lesson Hello Games seems to have taken from this, it's like just don't talk. Just shut up. Just shut <laughs> up and do your work and let us know when it's ready. Has anyone yeah. seen Sean Murray still? Is he alive? Like he was at GDC. He did the panel at GDC? Oh, he did. Um, which I didn't get to see, but I I'm heard surprised it was no interviews
0: came out of that. Actually, I'm not that surprised. I'm guessing he was probably like
1: nope, nope. yeah. <laughs> No shoes, no service.
0: Yeah. Uh, But it's crazy that he still has not come forward to answer all the criticism that's kind of been leveled at him. And, I
1: mean,
0: on a certain level, I understand it. Because mm. one thing you learn after you deal with the internet long enough is that there's no winning. Because it's you versus millions and millions of people. Right. And there are literally millions of people who are angry at him over No Man's Sky. And... I think some people would say not rightfully so, um, but well, it's it, been a while. Yeah, yeah a there's been combat. a cooling off period, but I still feel like there are people who will probably go after him once he resurfaces. Oh, I don't think he's like safe or anything like that
1: man, if Peter Molyneux didn't get a pass, he's not, I mean at least Peter Molyneux made some good games first. I mean the internet <laughs> right? never forgets there no. are people
0: there are people online who still give me crap about things I said on invisible walls literally like mm-hmm. eight years ago oh i was we were we were eight years ago. we
1: were digging around through uh, old uh, x play videos yeah uh, uh, some of us in our in our slack chat about uh, x play and we uh I dug up one video where it was just it was old, like old videos. I think it was I think it's called X the channel called X Play back in the day. And they have mm-hmm. all the all the old stuff from tech TV. Mm-hmm. And the first comment on the first video I looked at was, still salty about them giving Crisis Core 2. And I'm like, (laughs) it was nine years ago and that game blew. Like, that game blew. People can't get over it. I don't understand it, man. And it's not like it mattered. It's not like we impacted sales. Like, Crisis Core sold through the frickin' roof. It's it's Final Fantasy. It's bulletproof.
0: You can... I mean, how many episodes did X-Play ultimately do? Uh, 1,300-something. Right, 1,300. I mean, I... There were... Almost 300 episodes of Invisible Walls. Each one of those was like... An, I mean, you start thinking about it. You're like, okay, so... You know, I, re- I put on tape, like, hundreds and hundreds of hours of commentary about mm-hmm. video games. That doesn't even count, like, bonus round. I, the other stuff I did on GT. And people will point to one thing oh, I yeah. said and be like... He's disqualified
1: from being relevant. It's like, are
0: you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah. what the well, hell? I got, so much,
1: I got my, my, fir- my first death threats against me personally. I mean, we, you know, obviously the hosts got hate mail all the time. Yeah. But my first actual death threats to me... Uh, were from uh, my Force Unleashed review. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, Star
0: Wars fans are a hearty bunch.
1: Well, I know, I am a Star you're Wars fan. You're one of them. Fan, <laughs> but like, that's also why I didn't like Force Unleashed very much. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, yeah, you, you latch onto that one thing. What's that one game is important to you? And you're just like, that guy is an idiot. I started to um, look through old uh, back issues of video games and computer entertainment magazine. Yeah, uh, a magazine that Andy Eddy used to run. And I'm I'm getting reacquainted with the with all the writers who I hated when I was a kid because they gave bad reviews to games that I would never play. Yeah. Like I like games I thought looked cool in the ads and the previews, yeah. and then it came out and they're like, nah, it's not very good. I'm like, what do you know? You know. I'm like, I've never you know, there are mega games that I probably never saw in my entire life to this day. Yeah. yeah. But I still was like, That guy, that guy hated Sword of Sodan. He's still and Sword of Sodan is a terrible freaking game. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> he was totally right. Well
0: it's that old adage of, you know Seven out of ten angry people share it with somebody else. Like right. two out of ten people who are happy will actually share their happiness with somebody else over something. So mm. just kind of the nature of the beast. But let's get back to No Man's Sky. So release a Pathfinder update has
1: land-based vehicles. Is mm. have and you've been fiddling around with it. Is there any bit.
0: reason to have these?
1: Ostensibly it's so you can traverse with the planet faster and easier and like they've got storage space so you can like and there's like certain things you have to have a vehicle-based laser to mine now. Um, so they're basically, like, you've got, like, the little, there's a little guy that's, like, a little, like, a little, so right there you're seeing the, the main medium rover, so that can can drive over anything, and can drive really slow underwater, I don't think it's actually supposed to go underwater, but you can still do it, um. (laughs) Just seeing that temperature level stabilizing just took me back to last year when I played this game. (laughs) Temperature stabilizing. And, like, so you can drive around like this, it's a little janky still, um, it's not too far off the Mako from Mass Effect. Yeah, one it looks in a lot like, like it. Yeah. There's geometry problems. It gets stuck on things. The big one, the big, like, there's a bigger one, and it's like a giant, like, rolling tank kind of cargo thing. It looks like it looks kind of like the rolling turbo tank things from the, those Clone Wars uh-huh. a little bit. And, um, <clears throat> Or a sand crawler, like a mix between that and a sand crawler. And, like, that thing can't go up hills. It, it, it gets stuck on trees. It, I mean, it's, it's kind of a mess still. Um, but, like, just bugging around like this is pretty fun. The problem is if something happens and you get stuck, or you, yeah, like then you're like, yeah, well, you gotta, walk all the, <laughs> you gotta walk all the way back to your ship. And it's like, yeah. what are you going to do? And, and the, the, the hover skimmer, the little one, is cool because can, you can hover on water. Okay. So it's like you can, fly, you can, traverse, over you can traverse over water, it. over water easily. The, the thing is, like, um, it's a really cool, like, functionality. But, like, as anyone who's played the game knows, there's nothing to see. Like, there's nowhere to go. You know, like, in Mass Effect, when you're driving around in the Mako, at least, like, you might find a Prothean Ruin or a little, like, outpost with, like, a fight to to be had. Or, like, you know, rare minerals somewhere. And, like, yeah, you might find rare minerals, but it's, like, not anything you wouldn't find more efficiently by just hopping in your ship and flying to it. I mean, the only reason to use the the vehicles is to get the rare minerals that you can only get by using a a vehicle-mounted laser now. Okay. um, Which is a very specific situation. Um, So, like on one hand, so yeah, on one hand it's like, it's a really cool addition because it makes it feel more like you have like a presence on the planet and a different way to get around. It's better than doing, you know, doing the jetpack jump thing. But at the same time, it doesn't take too long before you're kind of like, wait a minute this is stupid. This is like, <laughs> like, it's fun, but it's stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like... You, you. There's a point at which you suddenly realize that what you're doing is just the same thing you were doing before. There's the hover thing right there. And there's the big tank thing. Yeah. Uh, what you're doing is kind of the same thing you were doing, except it... Uh, Kind of makes it more inconvenient if you screw yeah, up. Yeah, that's why I was asking so, is there a point to it? I don't get it. The like, point you already are...
0: have the ship that you can fly low.
1: Yeah, I mean, and they, st- you know, the, the, the craft still require, um, you know, fuel and stuff. I mean, it's, it's just another thing to kind of babysit in some ways. And like, like I said, it's fun to buggy around, but. It doesn't really change the game in any appreciable way, in my opinion. Like, it just it, it's just like a... It feels like something that should have been there from the beginning, but it's also something that doesn't really improve anything in terms of, like, the gameplay loop, right. if, th- if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does
0: make perfect sense, yeah.
1: Um... So, like, it's cool. I mean, um, the other uh, update things in the update are actually way better to me. Like, the, the quality of life stuff. That's
0: what I was going to ask um, you. What else is in this update? Well, for
1: one, for one thing, they got rid of having to hold the button on the menus. Oh, good. Things. So, you just click. Most stuff now, like I say, like 80%, 90% of the stuff, you just cl- press the button and it's, there, it's uh-huh. done. Like, it's, it's, there's no more hold the button, wait for the circle to fill stuff. Except on things that really matter. Like, options, quit the menu, load, save, game, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot more... Uh, aliens everywhere uh like i went to the space station after the update and now there's like there's like the guys you can hire for your base but then there's another guy who's like a quest guy and there's a guy who like sells you blueprints and the, so there's like eight or nine aliens in this room which previously used to be like one right every room yeah. and they all turn and go like rawr, 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 the same. it was like walking into cheers they're like norm i'm like okay whoa hey everybody what's up um and like so, yeah, but the main the main thing you will notice is um, they put high res textures in, and uh, fixed a bunch of stuff in terms of the graphical quality. Which and version are you playing? I've been playing the PS PS4 Pro and PC. Okay. And let me tell you, on the PS4 Pro, this thing is in high res now, and it runs at sixty frames a second. Wow, that's Rock great. Rock solid. Wow. It is, it is like it is. Almost as good as playing the PC version wow. now, if you have a PS4 Pro. It looks fantastic. That's great. Um, they really cleaned it up. I, and the draw distance is a little better. Uh, it, it doesn't fade in quite as terribly, uh, although it still does fade in. Yeah. There's a much larger variety of sounds. Like the, they revamped the sounds tremendously. Like the the spaceships. Like you'll hear different like retro rocket sounds when you're turning. Like different. Clearly, you can hear different machinery working when you turn versus when you thrust versus when you break um the creatures make all kinds of new sounds like you remember they all kind of sounded like the same kind of thing before like now like you walk out of the base on on a habitated planet and you you will hear all different sounds now that make a little more sense for what the creatures are. because they all kind of sounded like the same thing now they've added a lot more variety um there is uh what else was there? there's a ton of stuff in this thing it uh, seems
0: like interesting they've chosen interesting things to update
1: yeah it's like it seems to i don't know be like, if that
0: would be my hot list of things to well, change not, with the game well the,
1: the ui change with the holding the button thing like that should have been two updates ago right but like um it feels to me like you know they, they've got a target for you know like the foundation one was base building and freighters and right. this one is um you know vehicles Uh, and I feel like, um, the rest of it is like they must have like a giant master list and whatever they can get done in time for each patch, that's what goes in the patch.
0: When are they putting out the fun
1: DLC? I'm hoping, that'll, I'm hoping that'll be five, every five months seems to be the big update, so I'm hoping uh, in August or September we get the one that adds the game. Yeah. Because that's the thing, like I think I said back then, it's like if, you know, the, the, the what was released, like if I'd played that as like an alpha, Yeah. I would have been like, wow, this game's gonna be great when it's done. Yeah.
0: It's Except like the first time I checked out Minecraft, I right. was like, that's kind of janky, but hmm. right. But yeah. so, like,
1: so I think, like, if they have one more big update in them, like, five to six months from now, I think this game's going to be great. About a year after it was released, <laughs> and I think it, it. Hey, the way games are now to, nowadays, it's, it's like... true. But it's like it should have been held back a year. I mean, I not that I would have wanted to not play it because I, you know, I still enjoyed playing it last year. But like, this game clearly wasn't done. And the funny thing is, like. These updates are, are diverging from what I think is the, um, the intended path of the game. Like, I think they made this game with the idea that exploration was enough, and all the updates are kind of pushing it more in a Minecraft direction, which I think is due entirely to audience feedback. Oh, I'm sure. Pl- like, players, because you know, they... are like, I want something to were, do. I mean, they were proud <laughs> of having no fetch quests in it, right. and like, the first thing the Foundation thing adds was some fetch quests, because it's like, yeah, give me something to go do. Yeah. Like, give me an objective um, I mean, I love looking at these crazy worlds, but it's like you got to give me something to do on them. There's got to be, even if it's just make your own fun, like in Zelda. Uh, you, I have to actually actually have a possibility of encountering something that could change what I'm doing because right. I have to adjust to the the situation. Um, they also added a photo mode. Um, I mean, they had a photo mode before, but right. they've, they've enhanced it. So you can. You can pull back and move move the camera all over the place. You can place the sun, the lighting place, wherever you want oh, to place it. that's uh, interesting. So you can make some really dramatic shots. It looks really good. Um, and, Are uh, people still playing this game? They did come back for Foundation. I didn't see any player numbers for this yet. Um, the problem is they're releasing this right in the middle of the greatest game release yeah. schedule <laughs> since 1998. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, look, man, you know how much I love this game, but, like... I played it for like an hour just to see what was there, and I went right back to Zelda. I mean, right. it's like it's it's not, it's not going to tear me away from what I'm playing right now. In part because like, I feel like they're on the right track with this game, but part of me is just like, you know, I'm just going to wait one more update until I really dive back because they keep changing stuff, and oh, they've changed like you can own more than one ship now. Um, they 've changed that's good, uh, you know the, remember the old upgrade grind where everything yeah. was only one or one plus or minus the inventory slots yeah. that you now that can be anything okay. It's like more that's random good. now so you can upgrade faster um, there's there 's new blueprints to build new things on on the on your base you can buy blueprints for stuff instead of finding it there 's a whole uh, there 's another uh, there 's like a nanite something like a nano currency now you can use to trade in for other things. Uh, There's a lot of updates. You, you this can build is a big ones. You can build far. Like you can have, you'd have farms and stuff in the in the bases before, but like they changed some stuff up. But I mean, in the old update, there was a I don't remember what the mineral was, but you could make a grow a certain type of resource and turn it into a, a manufactured thing you could make and make like twenty million credits an hour. Wow! I mean, like literal farming. No, it was like intent. I Legit. mean, I think they've adjust, they adjusted some of the prices, so it's not quite as extreme now. But remember, like. The freighters cost, like, 13 million. Right. I mean, like, the, you know, the, the economy is, is up.
2: Yeah. You, know, yeah. You,
1: you need millions of credits now. Um, so, it's cool. I don't, know. you know, I wouldn't quite say it's, like, ready to jump back in if you hated the game or anything. Um, but if you're like, this is cool. If you played the game back in the day and you're like, this is pretty cool. Like, I think there's potential here, but it's just not doing it. Like, it might be a good time to try it. Uh, or maybe wait for one more update. Um. Just to see where they go, because they this still, is free, right? Yes, because they still haven't expanded the, um, you know, the, the space combat stuff or real, any of the faction stuff is still not in there. There's still no multiplayer. That's the really that's the thing that I'm waiting. I mean, I don't. I care. think that's the thing everybody's waiting for. Well, I don't care about <laughs> multiplayer. I never intended to see another human being in this game anyway. But that's the like Sean. Murray, you, know, you, you talk about Sean Murray hasn't really popped up recently. Yeah uh well he shouldn't pop up in my opinion until they have a multiplayer solution then they should pop up and explain what the frick happened yeah you're right like because that's the big thing to me is like that's what people keep dredging up over and over is that interview where he says well he said in multiple interviews and it was you know talking about how you can grief other players and like i mean i mean okay like technically I griefed a guy by renaming the 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 planets in the star system. He didn't rename to make fun of him. Right. That was technically griefing a player, but that's not what anybody's thinking of when they ask you, "Can you grief someone in this?" No, you're absolutely right. And like. And that was multiple interviews. I, you know, I, I consumed every imaginable piece of media on that game when it was coming out because I was excited about it. And like, yeah, he absolutely, flat out absolutely said that. Because you know, every, almost everything else he talked about in the game, you can probably, you can find in some permutation in the game that sort of kind of satisfies you. Like, okay, yeah, technically you can find Brontosaurus-looking things. Right. But there is no multiplayer code in the game, period. It wasn't there. It's not there. What were you talking about? It may never be there. It may never be there. You're right. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but, like, clearly, that was the idea. They wanted it. Yeah. That was the idea, but it never happened, and up until, you know, a month or month and a half before release, he was still talking about it. it right. Was, and there was yeah. that you know, little Why press story. Why would he story? do that? I don't know. Maybe Knowing they-
0: that... A year later, a year later, right? It's still not there. It's still there. not there. I mean, it, obviously, so it's not knew like you're like,
1: well, they said they're going to have it ready in time, or like for yeah. the first, you know, day one patch or whatever. Like, you knew it wasn't there. Right. It was gold.
0: I, and I will say, you know, when first people were first going after him, I kind of defended him a little bit because I was mm-hmm. like, look, man, like it's game development; things slip, and right. features may not just barely make Now that time has gone on, and it's becoming apparent that he basically was lying. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, he was lying. Like, there's no it, it,
1: way... Like he was... Either that or he's from another timeline. Like, I don't... It's like... Because everything else... So I my could, sympathy for him is waned right. a lot. Well, everything else, like... Other than the multiplayer stuff, for the most part, a lot... And also the, uh, the whole, like, our star... Our, our planets actually orbit Because that's not true. Because right. the, the sun is just... And now, like, if the sun wasn't just a light source in the skybox... The photo mode wouldn't work the way it does, so you're like right. there you go. Yeah, um, you can put the sun literally anywhere. That's pretty cool. And see what it looks like, and like it's pretty neat to see all the different times of the day and how the the light changes and stuff. But it does kind of drive home that it's like yeah, you're never gonna have actual solar systems yeah. here like Elite Dangerous or something. <laughs> you can't move the sun. Which just be system. to some some degree like it's not that's not, you not need it it, though. No, you don't really like, need it. Like Elite Dangerous uses that's it because that's way down that's what the list of requested features right. I think. But like. The thing is, like, you, ju- he just hasn't... There's no defense for the multiplayer stuff. Yeah. There's, n- there's no way to weasel out of that one. No. Nope. Like, you clearly knew it wasn't Look, there. People and are saying- mostly forgiving. They don't yeah. seem to be
0: very forgiving of video game journalists. But with developers, they do seem to be. And I feel like if he just came out and just said, I'm sorry, you know, I was caught up in the launch hype. I hadn't slept for, like, three mm-hmm. months straight. And I said things I shouldn't have said, I'm sorry, I apologize. I think that would go a long way. At a certain point, the silence doesn't help. And Mm -hmm. I think he needs... With this update, it would have been perfect. He just... He came out for GDC, said hello to everybody. Hello, games. For the first (laughs) time in forever. Kind of broke the ice. When this came out, it would have been great if he put out like a developer doc Mm -hmm. that just maybe just showed him playing it and maybe just talking casually about, yeah, you know, in hindsight, I'm really sorry and I regret some of the things I said leading up to launch people will forgive him well um, not
1: everybody not but, everyone but i think i feel like if maybe he's just maybe i'm i will give him till the next update because yeah. i feel like maybe he's waiting until they have something to show on that front before be. doing you know if you can say yeah i'm sorry we talked you know i talked about this and it wasn't a thing and we wanted it to be but it wasn't i don't know what the hell came, what came over me i was drunk i was yeah. drugged i don't know what happened i <laughs> um, think the key is you can't make excuses no really. but you, you got, but you got to explain what you happened have to own, and an explanation and apology will probably go down better if they have you know progress on that front to show in this new you know here's this new update it you know you can see each other now you can you know you can coordinate because they're getting better you know like one of the other great things this update adds is you can go into your list of discovered star systems and press the a button and it waypoints that star system you can go anywhere (laughs) you've already been you can fly all over the galaxy and see all the stuff you've already seen I can finally find my way back to the planet of the Swagosaurs. Right. <laughs> um, and is, they are is that still video there. still getting views? Yeah, now and then. Swagasaurus it's, Rex? And they are still there. I went back there. <laughs> uh, I was actually happy that with the last update kind of wiped a bunch of... There was a weird doubling up where if you went back to a star system, you got to rename it, but the old name was still in your log. Okay. But anything you renamed it... Um, overwrote the old one, so I did actually get to rename that planet, Planet of the Swagosaurs. Oh, great! Uh, although it is a moon, it's not—it's not, it's not <laughs> right. a planet; it's a moon. Um, but if you can find Semantics. that, if you can find that solar system. It's called—it's uh, Planet of the Swagosaurs is a moon of the planet Char. Yeah, and uh, you, you can you're, you're you can go see him
0: viral smash hit video. I was I, I saw some red. I
1: saw for a while there were people on the YouTube channel that were uh, the, the posting in the comments about how they wanted to find that planet and exterminate them all, because <laughs> like, they said he did another thing he said in interviews is is like there's a finite number of every animal on on so a planet. So you can't planet. exterminate. So theoretically, species. if enough people went to that planet and just started killing swagosaurs, they would they would go extinct eventually. <laughs> um, which is kind of like and that
0: a, does show kind of the promise of this game. Mm-hmm. But finding the planets the hard part, obviously. If you're not right. the person very, who
1: there's like coordinates and there's things that people have sort of dug into to figure out, but it's like, it's very complicated. Yeah, almost like and navigating probably, space. Yeah, and probably not <laughs> worth it. Probably ultimately. not. Yeah, it, everything's worth it to see the Swagasaur in person. You know <laughs> that. And I found a female version now too. Like she's got a hump and feathers. Oh wow! But she still walks like that. It's <laughs> great. It's
0: All cool. right, let's move along. So I've been talking about Zelda for I think two episodes in a row now. Um, I did, like, a preview, and then I kind of gave my review, uh, my pre-game eval impressions last week. Uh, then my game went up late last night. It's on the site right now for you folks if you want to check it out. Um, Matt, you've been playing a ton of Zelda this entire week. You never really yeah. had a chance to talk about it. Um, so, what are you thinking? It's great. 10 out of 10, best game ever?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> but what is? Yeah. Um, no, I think it's great. It's... Um, the best Zelda they've made in a long time. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, the open world uh, really. The only works. Zelda they've made in a long the time. The only Zelda, yeah, true. <laughs> um, but it is it is definitely my favorite since Wind Waker. Um, I might even like it better than Wind Waker.
0: Yeah, uh, I like it better than Wind Waker. I would say that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's there's a lot of riding across, you know, it's traversing an open, empty plane. But uh, you know, the ground is a little more interesting than the water for the most part. Um the I mean I, I agree with pretty much everything you said about it um last week. Uh, I the the exploration's great. I, you know like you said, uh, you know, you're exploring for no real reason, and I think I said something like, well, that's that sounds exactly like up my alley, and yeah. it sure enough is because um I just like seeing what's over the next hill in this game. yeah, um Even I, if
0: it looks like what was over the last hill Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> but, but
1: I, I will say this though. Um I am you know, so I'm I'm running across a flat open plain of, of wilderness. Uh I'm trying to to find something interesting to look at or some some important kind of crafting object. I'm carefully managing my stamina and my climbing ability, and I'm trying to make sure that I don't freeze or overheat to death. Am I talking about Breath of the Wild or No Man's Sky? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's really and I don't point. mean that as a negative criticism because everybody knows I love No Man's Sky, and, I, and this scratches that exact same itch. Yeah, in, and I wonder if a lot of,
0: of the uh, Zelda champions that are out there on the internet, that are acting like a mob right now, by the way, uh, were also fans of No Man's Sky. Yeah, or if some of them said that No Man's Sky was a piece of garbage and now they love Zelda. Well, here's the
1: thing in Zelda, you are going to probably find something interesting. That's true. Yeah. When you eventually you're going to run like, into
0: something where you can
1: actually do right. something. Right, there's yeah. going to you know you find that shrine and you're going to be able to solve a puzzle as opposed to just open a thing and read the text you've read 14 times before. Um, so they are not they are not equivalent, but they are a very similar uh, loop, um, and I've, it's great. I love it. It's uh, and especially the, the way they let you the the way they let you fail. I guess would be the thing I like the fact and that like Fail you will. Oh and fail you will. But it's just like like oh you you think you can climb that mountain? Yeah, go for it. Like we'll let you fall and we'll let you get hurt, and or you can you know try to parachute your way out if you have enough stamina or whatever. But I love that like there's no limit, like you know, and and people you know it is a little disappointing that there are no dungeons in the game. Yeah, there aren't. Of, um, which I, you know, the, definitively
0: I, we can say at there, this are the, point, there, there are. There are the none. four
1: uh, you know, there's four you know, the, the four divine beasts have are are technically like mini dungeons, I guess. Yeah, they're um, probably double the size of. Some of the bigger shrines, yeah, two or three times. And there's some good puzzles in them, like the, like the oh my divine beasts have some a good stuff. The couple of them melted
0: there. my brain, man. Um, oh my they're god, they're cool. Like
1: I would love this, and the the you know they're 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 very dramatic and very interesting, and they're cool edition. They're very Studio Ghibli. I thought like there's a lot of Studio Ghibli in this game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which is a very positive thing. Yeah, uh, that kind of ancient tech thing with the Magitech uh-huh. idea. And the art style as well. art style is great. Uh, The art style is also great because it uh, really manages to cover over the technical shortcomings, which are legion. I mean, this game runs like garbage sometimes. I think that was the thing I was most disappointed
0: with in this game. And not necessarily just because it's Zelda, but because this game is kind of the harbinger of what Mm. we're going to see going forward with Switch. And look, I'm not going to say they're not going to get better at developing for the hardware, even though it is using a chip that... Developers i have been working with for years now, and I'm sure Nvidia has the libraries for that chip down pat I'm also about 95% sure that Nvidia worked with Nintendo on porting Mm -hmm. Zelda from the Wii U over to this to make sure they got it done quickly and on time for launch So that to me that was one of the more discouraging things about playing this game is realizing Where the switch is going to hit is sort of technical hilt Mm -hmm so to speak, and it's not good enough for a video game console in 2017.
1: I mean, I'm not quite ready to condemn it in that sense uh, until I see Mario, Um, mainly because, like, word is that this game started getting ported to the Switch 12 months ago. A year ago, yeah. Um, Which is, like, not a lot of time. The, The main issue is, like, a game from your last system should not struggle this much on your new system. Right, yeah. I mean, there's places like the ground clutter and, like, you know, the high-res versions, of, like, you can see it even right there. Like, there's stuff that fades in on the ground like five feet from Link's foot.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's concerning to me, the technical prowess of it's, the Switch yeah. based upon this game.
1: And it, like... You know, most I've ne- I don't know if I've ever played a game that is this beautiful and this ugly by turns. Yeah. Like sometimes you get up on this like a vista and it's like wow, you can see forever. You can see all the all the great Hyrule landmarks everywhere. You can recognize where everything is and where you've been. And wow, I was just at that thing and it's so far away now. And like this, the scope of this game is incredible. And then you look down and you're standing on a rock that has a texture that would be out of place on the PS2. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's it's a jarring kind of. It it you can constantly see that I, I guess for me it's I like, think it's like I constantly beautiful. am reminded that I just paid three hundred dollars for a very underpowered system. Yeah. And more and more, it feels like maybe this. System but a an ultra powered handheld. Oh yeah, well that's what I was going to say. <laughs> no. More and more, it feels like this this system was maybe supposed to be the next handheld, and they just sort of added on and the it console be. added on the console functionality because yeah. the Wii U is flagging. Yeah. And um, because it just doesn't it doesn't. I don't think it. that's
0: true. By the way, I I. I think that hypothesis makes sense, but I don't think that's true. Like Maybe I don't. Maybe not.
1: We'll never know if yeah. it is because they never admit it. Right. But like, it feels like it. Like the console functionality is an afterthought. It does. Way. Yeah. Um, and not. Yeah. I mean, people write. It looks great. On in hand handheld mode, the screen it super runs sharp. great. It runs great, it's fantastic. Yeah. In fact, I, I toyed with trying to find a way to make it run at 720p on the TV, but I couldn't make it do it. it I mean, a the, the of fact the of the
0: matter is, the system is a 720p system. Oh yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They're trying to stretch the power of the system to run on 1080p TVs, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't
1: have it. And we'll, I mean, we'll also see what like future games look like in that sense. Because look. This game is doing one of the hardest things to do. Yeah, like it just is just giant open environments where you can see for frickin' ever with no loading. And like, yeah, and like, and I'll, I keep running into one other thing because you can do the scope where like you, you zoom in right. and kind of you know sc- scope yeah, and you click out. the right stick. Um, it's doing the thing that made me stop playing uh, uh, Donkey Kong sixty four, which is it doesn't fade in enemies or objects or details even when I zoom in. Like, right. So I'll look, I'll look across, like, the river or something to see if there's anything in this camp, and there's nothing there, and as soon as I'm halfway across the river, you know, five moblins spawn in, like, sleeping on the ground or something. And I'm well, just like, sometimes they just come up from the ground. <laughs> that, too. Um, it's just, you know, so it's just little things like that, where, you know, the little things where things don't mesh together. The fact that, like, I feel like the rain is almost bugged. Because, like, it says it'll be harder to climb things when it's raining, but you it's impossible to climb things when it's raining. Yeah, you can't climb at raining. all. So if I it, didn't even see where it said it was harder. It, it mentions it oh, w- really? at some point. I don't, I, it's definitely one of the possibilities. I was never able sometimes. to climb anything when it's raining, so I just assumed it would just. It just, it's when, I, the first time I think you try to climb when it's raining, it says, like, oh, you might slide down oh. more often, you know, when, when it's raining, so be careful, Choose your choose your moments. But there's been moments where I'm like, Okay, I have to, like, climb up this thing to do the thing I'm doing, and I don't want to go anywhere else because there's no shrines near here because I'm climbing up to get to the shrine that will be my fast travel point. Right. So I basically have to stand here and wait for time to pass so the rain goes away. And it's, like, I, I feel annoying. like there's a
0: lot of quirks like that. Yeah. Like, you had mentioned in your text message about the cooking pots and how when it rains, it puts out the fire of the cooking pot. And so you can't cook while it's raining. Right. So you have to either, like, fast travel to some other town where hopefully it's not raining or you have to sit there and wait for it to stop raining. Uh-huh. And then I notice, too, if you do sit there and wait for it to stop raining when it stops, the pot will not reignite until you walk away from it. Right. And then you walk back and the fire's going underneath it again. Right. And you can cook
1: again. but. You can also just like you can drop a flint and hit it with a metal weapon and right. it'll like it'll ignite, but it's like And this
0: that's the stuff that I love about this game. Mm-hmm. Is that nothing in this game is predetermined or canned. Like everything in the game has a property to it, and everything else in the game interacts with the property of that object with their own properties in a realistic manner. Mm-hmm. So you can find All kinds of crazy ways to do stuff in this game. Like, I saw yesterday people starting to fast travel using boulders. (laughs) So you have the one ability where you can, like, freeze the boulder and then you, like, whack it with your weapon and it builds up, like, all this momentum in the boulder. Mm -hmm. Well, you can jump on that boulder, and when it takes off, you
1: You fly with with the boulder. And, like,
0: (laughs) there's all kinds of stuff like that in this game where it's just like, okay...
1: Yeah, I'm continually amazed at what I can ride. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you can ride, like, you can ride moose... Mm. You can ride... I rode, like, a mini-boss. Yep. Literally. Like, on accident. Like, I was fighting him, and I accidentally hit, like, the mount button, and Link just jumps on him. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. And, like, that is what makes this game so fun. Mm. And it's what keeps me... It's with what kept me playing. Because, it's like I said in last week's show, I felt like the only motivation you have to keep doing this stuff, or most of the motivation, is just to make the boss fight at the end easier. Mm. Because that's really what the whole goal of the oh, game yeah. is. There's really no story to it. It's like once you get the All setup... All the story was 100
1: years ago. Right. It was 100
0: years ago. <laughs> and once you get the setup at the beginning of the game, nothing else happens. Not
1: really. Nothing. Well, there's a lot like, of, you meet people. There, you meet people. There's. I think some of it's fun. Like, some of this, the character stuff is fun. Um... I love the uh, I love the, the overly heroic prince of the uh, of the fish people. Yeah. Um, there's also some there's a weird twist in the fish people story. I can't remember what their name. What was it? Are they Ruzora? Azora. Yeah. Yeah. They um. The, there's a weird weird twist there in what Link's past uh, relationships were about. Oh there. yeah
0: yeah. Like oh, yeah, um, was a girl that was like a hot form or whatever Is that yeah. what you are talking about. It's a fish. Like yeah. Link was dating a fish. Like <laughs> well, I don't. Which, I think it was which, unrequited love on the part of the Zora.
1: That... <laughs> I mean, look, there's a history. You go back to Ocarina of Time. Like you know, the, the princess is hitting on you know Link back yeah. then. Too. It's like apparently you know, there's a, there's a you know, it's like they say, there repetition cycles. It's like poetry. Yeah. It rhymes. Thanks, George Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, apparently Link uh, Link's a sushi fan. Is a, <laughs> what I'm saying here. <laughs> um, oh man, you went there. <laughs> But, uh, Nintendo and I, I know you. you, you People kinda... are
0: saying we're, we're sharing spoilers
1: Are we sharing spoilers? Stop being so damn sensitive
0: We're not going to spoil it Why are Nintendo fans like this? They can't hear anything it's about the Nintendo freaking fans, game It's not Nintendo fans, it's everybody It's not everybody You've never talk, tried to talk movies on a forum there, Here's like, the it's... thing, there are no story spoilers in this game There's nothing that ever happens That's a twist or a turn Or something unexpected happens the premise is all there is. That's it. There's no, I've finished the game. There's no
1: story spoilers. There's nothing I can tell them about the story that they're like, oh my god, like, ah. Like, there's well, nothing. There's like, I mean, I guess they flesh out like what happened 100 years ago, but like, you know what happened 100 years They tell years you ago. what happened 100 years ago. It's really just about finding details out, I guess. Um, and those details in those cinemas are, I don't even right. want to watch them. But, well, that's the funny thing is, like, this, you know, I never, I had no idea, I guess, that, like, so much of it was, like, backstory. That's, you know? that's all there, it is. Nothing happens, nothing happens in, in the present.
0: That's what I'm yeah. saying. Nothing, there are no spoilers. It's like, they tell you at the beginning, and everybody knows this if you watch any trailers or, done, or read any previews, you gotta fight Ganon.
1: Right, like calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon has taken over Hyrule, <laughs> and you need to get I'm him. I'm glad. I'm glad Yassi made the Calamity Jane jug because it's yeah. always been in my head. This is the <laughs> yeah. first time they call. I I, I don't know where Calamity Ganon's coming like, from. He's right. taken over Hyrule. Like a Godzilla villain. And you
0: need to get him the hell out. And that's it! And that's all there is to the story in this game. That nothing ever changes about that, like, nothing ever deviates, like, that is your course of action mm-hmm. the whole time. That is your motivation the whole time.
1: What I would consider a... a spo- the only spoilers I think that what I would consider in this game are the things you find in the game. Yeah, not the sto- Not the story, but it's like, if I told you, to like, oh, out in this place, you'll find this thing... I would have probably preferred to just stumble Find across it. that, you know. Yeah. Um, but but like there in, aren't
0: even really things
1: like that, though. Oh, no, here and there. Like, there's been some. There's been some fun surprises. Because I mean, it's like the Master Sword. They've shown it in all the trailers. Oh yeah. And you know, there's gonna be the Master Sword in a Zelda game. Right. But like, you know, and every, you know, all the classic Zelda accoutrements are out, there. except I don't, I don't know. I don't no, know there's, there's some there. that are not. There's no tunic. I guess. There is actually. There is. Yeah. Well, most of the tu- you can get almost every classic Zelda outfit piece from amiibos if you're right. if you're up for that. Yeah. And if you have any Zelda amiibos, you should go to eBay right now and sell them because damn. If the 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 old Zelda amiibos from like the Smash Brothers section, like you're you're looking at fifty, sixty bucks for a loose one. At yeah, this point. It's crazy. People are people are rabid for these amiibos. Because
0: it's one of the cases where the amiibo actually do something oh, relevant yeah. and worthwhile. And you know I mentioned in my game. The only eval, way to get
1: a Pono is to scan uh, the Smash Brothers link. Right. So
0: Right. And so you know, I mentioned in my gaming val in the connectivity section it didn't get a zero, it actually got a two. And I I think someone in the comments was like, oh, I think that's generous to give it a two, but I don't think it is, because the amiibo stuff in this game
1: is actually worthwhile and cool. Yeah, if you and have I, Zelda amiibos, it's worth doing
0: it. Yeah, and I feel like it's a case of crying wolf, haha. <laughs> <laughs> because there's been all this amiibo that come out. And they don't do anything that you actually give a crap about. So I think people yeah. have, like, kind of tuned it out and been like, oh, Amiibo, that's not worth much. It is worth something It will game. be, yeah.
1: I have to admit that in the wake of this game, I did actually go and buy uh, Zero Suit Samus, the Amiibo, for her. Because I already had Samus mm-hmm. in the armor. But I went and bought Zero Suit Because so, I'm like, you know what? If they ever actually do make another Metroid game... These things are going to do something. They are. They're going to do something cool. Yeah.
0: I mean, hopefully, as long as the Nintendo stays on this trajectory. Like I, th-
1: I think, if, if you like those little extra thingies, you know, that kind of like bonus nostalgia, like that seems to be where they're putting sort of the nostalgia bones they're throwing people is in the amiibo unlocks. I bet Mario Kart's going to have that too. Yeah. Um, I think they were detailing some of that in a video that came out this week. But um, if you like a series. Uh, keep up with the Amiibos, yeah. I would say I'm doing the same thing with Fire Emblem I'm like keeping up with the Fire Emblem stuff Partly because I think they're the coolest Amiibos Because um, I think those character designs Oh, like I agree, well. yeah But uh, like when Fire Emblem comes out you know, in May, Is it May it comes yeah. out? Like I bet I bet Amiibos are going to do something pretty cool in that Probably I feel like having the Zelda Amiibos Finally paid off in this game It was, uh, it was, good, it was good times
0: So now that you've played dozens of hours of it
1: Oh, and by the way, uh, I'm playing mostly with my pro controller here. I did bring this in uh, just to give an example. This is so much better than the Joy-Cons, I cannot it tell really you. Is, yeah. Um in part, just look at look at the size, and I'm sure it's too far away here, but look at the size of the control stick there. This is a real controller. This is like this is just pre Wii U gamepad buttons and stuff. It's it's really good. I know it's sold out. It uh, sucks right that now. you have
0: to go and like spend an extra $60. Oh, oh yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I, I got this Can on Amazon. Options. Amazon,
1: um, you know, now it's like 100 bucks for I mean, also, the it, Wii but... U Pro Controller should work with this thing. Like... Probably should. Well, the thing that shocked me was the fact that Blaster Master came out this week, and they're patching Pro Controller support in on the 16th. Why is this not default with the system support? Why is that not at a firmware level? That's, that's weird. That is
0: pretty weird, yeah.
1: I mean I'm glad they're putting it in but it's like how is like, what's di- there's nothing different functional functionality wise between these two things why is it different yeah.
0: very weird. So I've spent 60 hours with this game you're 30 plus somewhere yeah easily. So have you figured out where these scores are coming from why it's getting the scores it it has cuz I still haven't honestly. I
1: mean it's the best Zelda game since probably 1998 yeah. um it's, uh, unless you're a Majora's Mask fan, which only adds one year to that. Right. Um, it's it's something new for Nintendo. I mean, that's the one of the most amazing things. I remember you said a few weeks ago, like, it, you know, it's full of new ideas if you've only played Nintendo games for the last 20 years. Apparently, there's a lot of people that did only play it because... But these people haven't. These are critics who have been reviewing games on every platform for years, and... Like I said, the Zelda bump, man, I don't... I, I would never give this thing a 10 out of... I would give it a 5 out of 5 on the X-Play scale because, the 5, you know, the it's 5 ratings and they're all kind of more like you know, recommendation levels. More five is like a must-buy, basically. Yeah, five is like, you have to play this. That was the easiest Whereas, like, review scale I ever worked on. Oh, yeah. It
0: was like, I could play a game for, like, an hour and know what the score was. Pretty much. Yeah. It was the point. Yeah. It was television. You had to get it done, man. <laughs> it's so easy. Um, I mean, we play the games all the way to the end like we did anywhere oh, yeah. else, but... Like, you could play it for an hour, you could be like, this is
1: a three. Yeah. Like, knew. very
0: rarely, by the time you got to the end of the game, did that, uh, that initial
1: impression yeah. change. There, very rarely did a three ever turn it around to a four or crash to a two yeah, yeah, after, yeah. like, the midway point. Right. But, like, but if you're rating this thing on, like, a hundred point scale, which are the most of the ten out of tens are, yeah. no way. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it runs too poorly in places. I, it, it impacts gameplay too much. There's too many weird little quirks in how things work. There's... Places where things seem to be designed to be frustrating rather than fun, which is not the Nintendo way, usually. Um, and it's I mean, great. We, I mean, we can
0: go on and on. We've, been, we've shared tons of criticism yeah. about the game. We don't need to rehash all that. No, but it's great. There's it's, lots it's... of shortcomings of this game. I, to me, I guess when I think of a game that would get a 10 out of 10, and again, I've never given one in my life, but if it were, it would have to have some sort of innovation in it. And yeah. I think that's my sticking point, is I just don't see any here. A Nintendo has done a commendable job of catching up with everybody else very quickly.
1: And taking, I mean, they've taken tons of ideas from, from other games and got concepts from other games, refined them, put them together in a way that makes sense, in a way that feels like Zelda. That's the main thing. Yeah, it still feels like, like a Zelda game. And like, as much as I'm... Kinda, this
0: actually, kind of. It does. Like, I wonder no, it feel, if the if, art, if it was just swapped out for something else... If it would feel like a Zelda game.
1: Well, the, the combat still feels like Zelda, and I don't mean that necessarily as a compliment yeah. in, in every possible Combat's way. Combat's pretty simple. Because let me tell you, like, I missed the combat in Horizon Zero Dawn when I first switched to this, because yeah. there, there's moments where I'm just like, if this was Horizon Zero Dawn, you'd all be dead three times by now. Yeah. Whereas in meanwhile, I'm just like, I just need, Link, I just need you to lock on. I just yeah, need you to lock, lock on is the pretty finicky. The lock on is weird. It, it seems to adjust based on what kind of enemy you're fighting. So like, you know, like you can lock onto one of those spider guardians for like a mile out, but you have to like uh, lock onto the lizard guys or whatever, like they have to be much closer it's, you know, there's the sniping's pretty good, but like overall but there's other it's, issues it's if you're, weird.
0: like I played with two separated Joy-Cons, and so you end up using the motion controls a lot more for like aiming the bow and things like mm-hmm. that and when you start using that, you start running into some other issues as well
1: right, but like, you know the, I mean, it would I'd probably give it like a 9.8 Oh, wow. You know, or 9.7. I mean, oh, wow. not it's, ho- it's holding it back, like, very, uh, very To me, little. the lack
0: of a story is a huge deal for me.
1: I don't really mind the lack. I mean, the lack of a story is is sort of expected for me. Because uh, it's not like I necessarily cared about the story in the other Zelda games, either. Um, and, but there and, were and moments, also, like, see? There, oh, there moments, I, but, like, but look. My,
0: I don't remember. There's nothing memorable that happens in this game story-wise. Like, I, even going back to Ocarina of Time, when they had these rudimentary storytelling mechanics that they had to use. It was like the dawn of the real-time cinema. Mm. There were moments in that game that still stick with me. Like, the moment when Link comes back to the village and the whole village is on fire. Yeah. Like, the moment on the break. Like, there's just things that happen in that game that are touching and memorable, and there's none of that in this game. And, like... The vehicle is great. Like, you know, they've they've got to real time cinemas that look amazing. All the gear that Link wears shows up in the cinemas, so your customized character, you feel an attachment to mm-hmm. the character in the cinemas. I kind of wish
1: they'd given Link more personality in this. It feels He still
0: never talks, which feels, I always complain about. That's I mean, fine. He,
1: clearly he talks to people. Yeah, because they'll know, show him from he'll, the back. He'll, he'll back and he'll, he'll move his arms and they'll be like, Oh really? And I was like, <laughs> i just like, just let him talk you've already taken away my ability to rename him. Like, but why if you
0: remember just... in Skyward Sword they actually showed his face while he was right. talking, and he just had the flappy jaw right, with right, nothing right, 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 yeah. coming out of it. So I, I actually like this approach better than what they did in Oh, yeah, that's Sword. It's
1: definitely better, but it's like, it's really starting to wear thin, and yeah. it's like at this point, I feel like it, it. you're hurting the storytelling by refusing to let Link be a character. Everybody Everybody else is a very defined, you know, I can tell you exactly who Zelda is as a character in this game. Yeah. Uh, and she's and she's, you know, potentially interesting, but she never has anyone she's to not, play off
0: of. I don't think she's interesting at
1: all. But she could be <laughs> if she, if she was allowed to have an actual scene with Link as opposed to just talking at him. Well, there are scenes. scenes. If you go and do right, that, but memories. he never speaks to her. He, yeah. no, there's no scene, there's no two characters interacting. It's she's monologuing at a mannequin. Like yeah. and and it's just it's like pick one like yeah. one or the other. You can't have this dramatic, scene, you know, cuz this is Zelda- a compromise. I think if they had gone all in and had Link talk, the fans would have revolted. I like, think this game was good enough that I people would accept it. I think this was smart. Way problem, to do it. My problem if, if you're going to compromise, leave, if you're going to keep something from the old Zelda format, how about keeping the dungeons? Yeah. Instead? And see,
0: that's my biggest complaint is that there aren't any dungeons in this game. So that's why, you know, comparing it to like Ocarina of Time or actually even like Wind Waker it's hard for me to say that this game is better than those games because it just it loses that, to me, that epic nature. I feel like this game was made for the ADD millennial generation whose attention spans aren't especially long. And they feel like they need that constant gratification over mm-hmm. and over of completing something every, like, five minutes. And, and I get it. I like, You have yeah. to design your games for your audience. And the, the truth is most of the people buying games these days are younger people, millennials, still. There are people like us who grew up, who started playing games when they were their age, and now we're older and we're still playing. But to make money, you need to target your games towards those people. That doesn't make me happy personally. And when I evaluate a game or provide commentary on a game, I'm not trying to figure out what somebody else thinks. I'm Mm. sharing what I think about it. And hopefully people know me well enough. They know my background and the kind of games that I like and my perspective on things so that they can take my opinion with that particular grain of salt. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, maybe, yeah, I would revise my 9.7 down a bit in light of what you're saying there. Because, frankly, I just didn't even think about story with this game because I don't expect a story from a Zelda game beyond go kill Ganon, Zelda's upset, But see, Goron, Goron's roll rocks, Zora's dive in water. It's like, you know, I don't... Right. You know,
0: they're playing with the big boys now, though. It right. is good. Like, they finally yeah. got up to speed with everybody else, which also means that... You're now comparing—it's not apples to oranges anymore. It's apples to apples. Like you're looking at Zelda versus Skyrim, or Zelda mm-hmm. versus The Witcher, or Zelda versus Horizon Zero Dawn. And I don't think it's as good as, and definitely not better than
1: any of those games. So Story-wise, no, not at all. I, I don't know. And look, none of those well, games main, got perfect tens. The main story in my—I don't know—main story in Skyrim wasn't amazing, but like. Uh... There's side quests in Skyrim that have a better story than the main story in this game.
0: Yeah, and the side quests in this game don't stray too far from, hey, go over here and get something and bring it back, or take this to somebody, or mm. go here and take a photograph.
1: Yeah, there's enough variety, though, that, like, even though a lot of... most of the quests, Which are my
0: favorite side quests, by the way, where they're like, hey, I want you to get a photo of this mm. creature. And you have to go hunt for this creature and try to snap a photo without dying to yeah. get a creature. And I'm
1: not entirely sure how to explain why when they made me do that in Final Fantasy 15 I just wanted to flip them off. Yeah. <laughs> and in this one I'm just like cool, I'll go find it right now. Yeah. Probably because it's more fun to traverse the world in this game. It is and the world's more I think the world's way more interesting oh, in this. For sure. I mean Final
0: Fantasy 15 when also was when like fi-
1: it felt like this thing that was hacked together. When also it's it's a minor thing but it counts that when you find the thing you're looking for in Zelda it's literally the thing you're looking for laying on the ground and not a little glowing white spot. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: and look, this whole this whole world is coherent. Everything fits together perfectly, and
1: it all makes sense. And and you recognize everything. Like, yeah. like if you're a Zelda fan, if you've played a lot of the games, you can stand on a mountain peak and see all. Yeah, at the beginning of the game, you stand way up high. You can see all the landmarks from high. It's all right there, laid out in front of you. You can go to all of it. It's it's uh, you know it, it's that's what one of the one of, you know, and again I'm an open world kind of you know wander around find stuff person. Yeah. So like. My favorite stuff in this game has been, like, standing on... Okay, I got to the top of this mountain. I'm going to go look and see what looks interesting. Maybe it's a tower I haven't completed or whatever. And I'm going to mark it with the scope. And I'm going to go get there. Yeah. And I'm going to see how I get there. And sometimes... It's taken a day to get there. A full real-time... Day. I, you know, I, I played for a whole day and got distracted by so many things I ran into on the way that I didn't even get there till the next real-time day. The but game like, gets better as it
0: goes on with that. At first, like it was driving me crazy. Like When they first mark the four spots on your map, mm-hmm. and hardly any of the map is exposed, and you just have to go out into the wilderness and find these places like right. it literally drove me crazy because i would get sent i'd go the wrong way i'd end up walking for like three days and end up at a dead end and have to like either turn around and walk all the way back or warp to one of the couple shrines that i had completed and start all over again as you get through the game and you start getting those shrines set up and those towers set up and it's easier to kind of warp around it dissipates but i would contend this game starts really slowly it does. And doesn't yeah. really get compelling and good until like the 15 to the 20 hour mark. And by it, then you've kind of filled in a lot of the wilderness yeah. with the towers and the shrines. And it's not a pain in the ass to try to get somewhere and figure yeah, out where I, you're, you're trying to go. Like, I don't
1: think it takes that long, but I definitely had, I think I texted you about it. Like early on, like in the when well, you start on the Great Plateau and like the whole point of the first few, kind of the tutorial section is doing that and earning the paraglider so you can get right. off it and see the rest of the world. And there was a point at which I think I texted you. I was like, I'm having a big, like, so this is the whole game moment yeah. right now. And luckily it's not, you know, you, you unlock some new abilities and some other things. There's more yeah. to it. But early on when they just throw all those rune abilities at you. And they're like, they're like, here's how you solve stuff. Go. I'm like, wait, so that's it? Like, I have my... Well, that really was it, though. It was. But, like, you get... You know, you get, <laughs> you get a...
0: some stuff from the four races. Four races. Like, there's some There's some traversal
1: yeah. abilities you get. There's some enhancements you find. Um... There's some, you know, there's some cool stuff to, to uncover that you know, you're not done with, you know, you don't leave that plateau with all the ways you're ever going to have to traverse the terrain of the world. Yeah. And that's cool. But, but um, I miss that constant progression from Zelda, though. Oh, for where sure. Where you're always getting, there's, man, there's if, no
0: build in this game. It's like, no, they it's give you right everything there. right at the beginning, and there's no sense of progression in it. I never felt like I was becoming more powerful or better or more skilled with the stuff that I
1: had. I like, feel like that a little bit with the outfits. Because the outfits, you have a sense of ownership over them. And you yeah. upgrade them with the great fairies who are just as terrifying as they've always been. <laughs> yeah. um, every time they come up with a new way to make those characters like, just scary <laughs> Creepy, as hell. Yeah. And this, yeah. I, I don't trust them. No.
0: <laughs> it's like, you're not Neither does Link. Like, Even like, though you like, give me
1: armor, I don't trust you. Every game, Link always kind of has that reaction of like... Hey, yeah, hey, hey. It, <laughs> yeah, you know, and this one too. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about you know what they are or what they do, but yeah. like uh, they're a shocker. Yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, it's like I feel like that feels good that I can you know I have these these different outfits for different things and that's cool. But like you never get that ownership over the weapons or anything because they keep breaking. Uh, most of my ownership is over my inventory size. Because, and that's another thing that I, I do like is like, oh, there, you you have to gather Korok seeds yeah. to turn into this uh, guy in the, in the Lost Woods to get, expand your inventory of your shields and your bows and your weapons. Because mm-hmm. um, inventory management is the game. It in is, in a, a lot of ways. It, yeah. And, um,. And the Koroks are like little... You know, lift a rock up and there's a... It gives you a seed. There's a circle of things. Put a rock and complete the circle. You get another Korok pop. So basically, there's like little tiny mini puzzles scattered all through the world. There's like 900 of them, I think, to do... Are there really 900? Yeah. Oh to, well, to fully upgrade... Uh, Your inventory, it only takes like four hundred something. So basically, there's 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 twice as many as you need. I think is is what I read uh, from the strategy guide thing. So basically, you don't need to use a strategy guide. I I like that because you don't need to use a strategy guide because you're probably going to stumble over half of them anyway. But um, completing this game without a strategy guide was definitely a test of will for me. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I've looked up a couple of things for sure. Man,
0: there was a couple moments where I literally was just about to pull my freaking hair out. I was just like, I have no clue, and like, and I. I felt bad until I went and checked out like the reviewers thread on Facebook,
1: and realized <laughs> that
0: there was just hundreds and hundreds of questions mm-hmm. from people like "What the hell?" Like, but
1: I'll tell you, like if this, if this game had seven to nine solid Ocarina Twilight Princess level dungeons in it, I would call I would it would be in my top five of all time. I don't I even call-
0: think it would need seven. Like if this game literally really had the four legit dungeons, like Game Informer kind of insinuated to people, it had. Didn't they say 8? I thought they said 8. No, I think they said 4. Because they were talking about what I don't want to spoil. Right. And they were wrong. There's no dungeons in this. Like no, I, Even if there were like 4, even if there were as many dungeons as Wind Waker, like
1: I could probably see the perfect scores. In addition to what's already there.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And if there was a story worth talking yeah. about or experiencing. like I could see the, the, the scores that it's getting from a lot of the press. But... It doesn't.
1: Yeah, I, It doesn't have those I things. I just feel like they made a great open world take on Zelda, which the game series has flirted with for 20 years right, now. Right, yeah. um, They made a great open world take on Zelda that feels like Zelda. It feels the way Zelda does, open yeah. world should feel. Yep. Even to the point that I don't even mind the breaking weapons that much, and I hate weapon degradation. Yeah. Um, I feel like they balance it properly to the point that you. you or there's a of... the
0: weapon every 10 feet, right around. It's like. And, it and broke, you just, you just sort of, pick up another and, one. And,
1: and there are very few weapons you'll only find once. And uh, I don't know I, of any. I got, there's oh, there's, I one, there's, there's at least one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's just um, if there'd been, you know, if you made that overworld, you made that open world, but it's like you made Arkham City with no supervillains. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no oomph moments to it.
0: I just, uh, I really missed the progression of the old Zelda for games. For sure. Where and maybe it like, builds on your skills as you go, and so. You get the first dungeon, you get one weapon. Then the, mm-hmm. next, we- the next dungeon, you get another one, and you- but you're using both of those to get through right. it. And then the third dungeon, you're using three three of the items right. to get well, through it. Th- I think it would be totally fair... And the last dungeon, you're using your whole repertoire to get through it. Right, like- well, I
1: think it would be totally fair to, you know, like you have the rune things in this game, you, you where know, you, you use those constantly through it. The- I think it would be totally fair to have a set of items that are only used in dungeons. Yeah. Sort of, I mean, Link, to- Link Between Worlds kind of did that with the rental system. There are all the things right. you needed for the dungeons like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Somebody on the forums had a real. Oh, good, they're in here because I couldn't remember his, the name. SJD Swanland is in the chat right now. He had a. Re- Go look, uh, if you haven't, at his post in the GameEval comments. He had a pretty big post about how he would approach. Um, a uh, kind of a revamp of how the, how the game approaches a lot of these things, and I thought it was really interesting. And and certainly, uh, that now I can't remember it too well because I read a bunch of. I was really cramming to, to yeah, make yeah. to get all the stuff done I needed to watch before I came over here because uh-huh. it's been a busy day. But um, he had a really good post. I think it's he he or she had a really good post uh, about it. Everyone check it out. Um, I, I can't remember. Tell me in the chat what you were talking about in that, because it was it was about kind of like progression of things and and I think the dungeon ideas and kind of how that could work. And I now I can't remember the details, but it was really good. Um, I hope. Uh, and I kind of like wonder. Like my, here's my question to you. After all of this stuff, uh, where does Zelda go now? Now what? I mean, you can't just keep making Hyrule over and over. Well, here's again, the right? problem:
0: is that it's not just Zelda's problem. It's the whole genre's problem. Because this genre quickly is becoming rote. It's there's not a lot of innovation happening in the open world action RPG mm-hmm. genre right now. I mean, you can see it, like even with a game like Horizon Zero Dawn, great game, but does it really do anything that prior games hadn't? Kind of once hunting and gathering and resource and crafting and all that stuff kinda of came into the genre, it's kind of plateaued. And In all honesty, typically you would look to Nintendo to be the developer that takes something that's existed and turned it into something new. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with this first stab at this genre, I, I don't begrudge it because it's like, that's a lot. To go from what Zelda used to be to what Breath of the Wild is, that's commendable. Oh, yeah. But the next one, that's maybe where we see Nintendo finally turn this genre into something different and something unique And make it something that, in in a lot of ways, in all honesty,
1: only Nintendo can do. So, like, I'm hoping we get some kind of, like, a, kind of an asset reuse, reskin, Majora's Mask style thing. Maybe three years down the line. Also just to give Switch another Zelda game. I mean, the other conundrum here is, like, it took so long to make this game. Yeah, but, but it's like, you gotta re, you know, it's just like Ocarina. It took forever to make Ocarina, too, and they reused all those assets for Majora's Mask. And that, yeah, I'm not a Majora's Mask fan, because I hate timers, but, like, uh, a lot of people consider that their favorite Zelda game like just because you're reusing stuff and recycling some of that doesn't mean they're not going to come up with a great idea. Well, here's the thing. I feel thing. like I mean, there's plenty of ideas on the table for this. This game, game took what, 7 years? Is that right? Yeah. Uh 6 When did Skyward Sword come out? 2011, I want to say Skyward Sword was. 6 years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, Think about it, in six years, the Switch isn't going to be around. No, Hopefully, I, if Nintendo continues making consoles, their next, its next console is but it, far more powerful than this. So right, but if you, if it's going to have to get over this, that
1: technical hurdle again. But if you re-ski, just reskin this and do it again with a different setup, you can do it in, like, three right, years. Right, right, right. Like, and that, and that'll, coincide, that'll coincide nicely with the new Switch. That was inevitably going well, look, to be a Well look, there's
0: released. there's a there here's that what really has me confounded is Nintendo's already talked about its season pass and DLC plan. It said a new dungeon is coming. That what, was it. What that, does that mean? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. That was what uh, SJD is that's what he was talking about. He's talking about dungeons in this game being adapted to the crafting and survival mechanics and that like making going into a dungeon a big deal in the sense that once you go in you have what you have with you and you have to kind of scratch and scrounge to figure your way through there not just in the sense of solving all the puzzles but surviving the ordeal yeah and that would would have been a, just an excellent adaptation of how dungeons work in Zelda into this new format and it's a shame that nobody i mean Maybe six years wasn't enough for that, yeah. but if they did like a reskin that took that kind of idea for the dungeons and made that sort of the focus of the next, you know, the reskin game, the Majora's Mask equivalent of Breath of the Wild, man, that would be fantastic. I'll tell you what would be I fantastic. Would be on board if for that. the DLC for this game actually is a freaking dungeon. Yeah, it makes. It's if it was a, a big legitimate
0: question. Zelda, du- dude. If they all the Nintendo would have to do is just keep putting out dungeons, give us two dungeons a year. I would keep playing this game. Forever, yeah. Seriously, yeah. Like, th- just do it. Problem solved. Give me a dark world. Uh, yeah, whatever. Just flip it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways that they can work this. They, the foundation is obviously there. They've worked through a lot of the issues of how do you. Create an open world with no loading times. It just streams in. Mm. Like,
1: all those technical hurdles, they're over them now. Oh, and can I say how much I love the fact that when you go to a building, you just open a door and walk in and there's no loads? Yeah. Fantastic. Nothing loads at all in this game. Once you're in, you're in. And so they
0: figured out a lot of the issues that developers have wrangled with, most of them wrangled with, eight years ago. But Nintendo's finally kind of got over that hump and figured out a lot of this stuff. Mm. I feel like now it's just more of a matter... I don't know if it's like a cut and paste, like you were saying... But it's just more of a matter of, okay, let's get our creatives in here and just figure out what we're going to make and not have to worry about the nuts and bolts of actually yeah. creating it anymore. Yeah, so not, that's what I'm saying. I'm it not should saying go like, more
1: quickly. I'm not saying a cut and I'm saying like Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask reuses everything they did in Ocarina to kind of do a little, it's almost like a fan mod Yeah, you think about it. You know, it's like a total conversion to another, another game. And I think you can definitely do that with Breath of the Wild. I think, I think there's no reason to start over from scratch right now like they can they can build a new game using what they've already the groundwork they've already laid and make something really amazing like
0: there's no reason a sequel to this game
1: can't be come out in two or three years absolutely yeah no reason i hope they they're on board with that because you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time because again there's more to do with what they've done here. Like for sure, they've you know they, they put it all out there. But you play this game and you can you're already thinking of ways you could expand it and do this and do more and and, and
0: that's a good, I think a good analogy for this game is that I feel like it's the blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Nintendo like built the easel, stretched the canvas over the frame, and put it there. And that's Breath of the Wild. And now that they kind of have that there, they can get out their paintbrushes and really start getting creative with it. So. To me, that's not a game. It's a ten out of ten. I'm never going to say someone's opinion is wrong. Just as mm-hmm. like I would hope no one would say my opinion's wrong. But just the way I look at games, it would be hard for me to give it's this game a, I mean, a score. The
1: phenomenon is unusual and and. Um... Like, you know, like the Korok thing. Uh, there, was, there was an article that Kotaku put up it was about about how, you know, how Zelda does collectibles right or whatever. And one of the things in it was like, I saw this, like, you know, little, this little mountain thing, and I decided I'm just going to climb it, because climbing is climbing. And I climbed the thing, and at the top of the mountain, there's a rock, and I picked it up, and there's a Korok under there. That's amazing. Who would ever have thought to put that there? How many people are even going to see that? I'm like... Everybody? Because Everybody? <laughs> the whole game is climbing shit to find shit. Like, that's, like, how is that amazing? Like, Nintendo um, invented putting things dude. on top of things. Like dude. what is that? Dude, what this is going been, it on? has been
0: crazy. So you know, I curate. So I see everything every website publishes. And since, Ninten- since this game got the scores that it's got, these publications are trying to milk it for everything. <laughs> Some of the articles that these publications are posting are embarrassing. Like, I mean, flat out just clickbait. Make sure you got Zelda Breath of the Wild in the
1: title because everyone's Googling it right now. It's been pretty oh, shameful. That's the other thing that I was amazed by. Um, and I haven't, you know, I, I Google, uh, you know, if I'm stuck on something, I'll Google it pretty quick. I don't, I don't got patience for getting threes. And so there have been a couple shrines where I'm like, okay, I don't know how to get that other the bonus chest or whatever. I'm just going to look you put three letters of that shrine's name. I mean, it helps that the shrines all have names. Weird like, names. Weird names. <laughs> you put three letters in, and the first Google Autocomplete will be that shrine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> wow! Oh, yeah. Like,
1: people... I mean, you saw that You saw that article about how uh, um, porn sites are reporting that their traffic is down since the Switch yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's amazing. It, like, it, like, it's amazing how a, a big... Game like Zelda. I mean, really. I think take, the other thing too is that it takes a Zelda or a GTA or that kind of thing. It just focuses this the entire hobby on this one thing, and it just the laser focus of it changes search engine results. That's amazing. It is
0: I, the other thing too that I would say is it's been interesting to to watch how these the websites have been trying to find new angles on Zelda. And Mm. so I don't want to completely berate them because they've actually, in a couple of the articles they've written, I've been like, wow, I never really thought about that. So it's kind of like a journalistic exercise where you're throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall and eventually some of it sticks. So Mm. I don't want to say it's all been bad. Like, there have been some pretty cool articles that I've read that people have written. Um, And then to your point about Googling for help, I think that's another thing that people don't take into account when they're when they say they're reading my game eval is a lot of people say oh i didn't cheat they're probably lying like most people when a game's out there's already strategy guides everywhere and they're not most people aren't going to sit there for 45 minutes stuck on some stupid thing when they know they can google it and in three
1: seconds Mm -hmm. they have the answer to it well that's why that facebook group exists so we can ask each other because someone out there figured that out yeah Garnet Lee probably figured that out in five seconds. But <laughs> it's a lot of the Zelda
0: stuff, people didn't. And they no? were just like, I just left it and gave mm. up. Like, that was the way it was. And so people need to keep in mind, when I played this game, I was playing it yeah. on my own. There Early was, on, I did that. There I... was no help. There was nobody that, and like, you know, most of the questions on that Facebook chat
1: just went unanswered. People were like, I got stuck there, too, and couldn't yeah. figure it out. Early on, I did. I couldn't get one particular thing. And so I just said, oh, forget it. It can't be that important. Because it, so it's be, easy to say everything's chest. awesome whenever the answer is, like, two seconds away. You open chests away. all the time in this game, and they always contain nothing of interest or value. It's like one opal. You can get five of those out right. of so I'm like okay, just another chest whatever and I get finally I ended up I ended up going back and finding it again uh last night. So this is like 30 hours later. Yeah. And I'm like and I'm like I think I know how to get that now cuz there was another puzzle in another shrine. And I'm like, "Oh, I bet that's what that was." I went back and got the thing that was in the chest and the thing that was in the chest. If I'd had that the last 30 hours, everything would have been so much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the one thing I left behind was the one thing I really, really wanted, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. So, but I think people, it's like... It's, you're right. Like, having to leave things like that because uh, there's no resources available is, uh, is, I think, is definitely detrimental to the enjoyment.
0: It's easy to sit there and say the game is awesome whenever you don't get stuck. Because when you get stuck, like, it's just human nature for your brain to start thinking about why. Why is this happening? Why can I not figure this out? Are there not enough clues here? And it, t- it sours you on the mm. experience. You're like, this isn't right. Like, There should be enough clues here for me to be able to get through this. I don't need to figure it out right away. Like, I like some challenge, but mm. there were times in this game where I was just like, what the
1: fuck? Well, like, sometimes, I, sometimes I ran into that just because it throws all your rune abilities at you at the very beginning of the game it never gives you a chance to sort of, like, ease... You know, like, the other dungeon... The other Zeldas, each dungeon gives you a new, basically, major traversal or, you know, like, terrain altering ability or whatever. Yeah. And so, like... But in this game, it throws them all at you at once. So, like, there are early, early shrines where I'm just, like, couldn't figure something out. It was because I forgot that I had these other, ab- these other abilities and what they could do. Like, you know, they do a pretty good job of teaching you what each thing can do, but you get so used to sort of... Doing the same thing with doing them the same thing with yeah. one that, that sometimes that all of a sudden they start throwing like some outside the box stuff at you and I yeah. just couldn't get it. I, I was yeah. like I'm like oh because that yeah because like that was that was why I went back to that other shrine because I, I left it I wrote down which one it was and at some point I did another puzzle where I'm like. Oh, because that, it was, just, it was just an advanced gameplay mechanic that I was not, my mind was not ready for. And yeah. that later on it had become so commonplace that I'm like, oh, that's what that was trying to teach me. And I went back, so on one hand, I mean, some people could see it as a positive because it's like continually opening up to you. But I find it like a little overwhelming that like it just throws all these things suddenly at you. And you're like, okay, so I have to remember that this can do this, but that can do that, but that can do this if you combine it with that. And like, then you can use this with that and use that with like. Um, and now, like, you know, 30 hours in, it's just like, oh yeah, sure, you want ball, you know, but it, all that, of course, also does not mitigate the the three or four uh, shrines I've done that are literally motion-controlled ball oh, maze man. puzzles, oh, which you better hope I never find you, whoever <laughs> put those in the game. Holy, like, everyone, yeah. like, like, rolling giant balls through mazes and, and flipping them up. I mean, it's just oh, like, man. why? Yeah. Why? And also, like, because of how some of them, you have to turn this thing around and flip it upside down, and do, I'm, I'm just like this. Uh, is no! There stupid. were some
0: times where I was shooting like arrows on a horseback, and I literally was like this <laughs> with the Joy-Con, like this, trying to get like because it calibrates weird sometimes. And like when he's riding on a horseback, if there's enemies that are moving in the other direction, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, and like the using the stick to turn his aim doesn't work fast enough. So you're like literally like sticking it under your mm-hmm. arm. It's crazy. But we should move on. we've, already, we've yeah. now talked about Zelda again. For forty minutes, I don't know if we've ever dedicated this much time to any game on Game Face when we add it all up in aggregate. Well, so. it's a
1: big—it's a big deal. It's a—you yeah. know—it's—it's it's absolutely a Game of the Year candidate. It's, yeah, uh, for sure. It's—it's—you it's, know—it's the best thing Nintendo's made in for fricking ever. Like, as far as for I'm concerned, yeah. like it's—it's—it's just—you know—it's—it feels like as many you know, with as many like technical problems as it has. It feels like a return to form. Yeah, in a very real way, and I under you know. On one hand, I look at all the kind of the hyperbolic you know articles and and forum posts and stuff, and I'm just like, oh, people, like what are you doing? But at the same time, it's like. When was the last time we, you know, Nintendo fans or even really just gamers overall had something like this to crow about and be like, you know, people are kind of, you know, there's there's kind of this, like, problem right now where people are like, oh, I'm looking for a game and everyone's like, try Zelda. I'm like, I don't want to play Zelda. No, but you should play Zelda. It's like, you know, it's it's becoming the new Dark Souls of, like, oh, but it's the greatest thing, greatest thing, greatest thing. It's like, but you know what? Like... I kind of get why people are like that about this game because it really is... Well, it's just like the sports fan whose team has been terrible forever. Mm. And they've been beaten up and they've had other fans
0: making fun of them for all these years and then finally they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and, you know, the old old adage is, act like you've been there before and don't... But Mm -hmm. most people can't do that. Well,
1: Nintendo does act like they've been there before, but everybody else... like Reggie's like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think it's really good. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty good, Reggie. (laughs) It it is pretty good. Um, But it's like, you know, for me... But he's the coach. Right. And that's the coach on a poor team will do that. He'll
0: have some dignity,
1: (laughs) but the fans of that team, not so much. No, but but I just think, you know, to me, playing this is like see, this is what I knew you had in you all along. You know, yeah. like, like this This is when I play... You know, this is what... When I play Skyrim, and I picture, like, imagine if Nintendo took modern gameplay concepts and, you know, took them, took them home and said, like, okay, how would we do this? Yeah. How would, you know, the old school Nintendo, the old school Nintendo that made stuff like Mario 64... That's what I was talking about, though, like, yeah. but I don't
0: feel like they did that here. I don't feel like I they I think put they got their, pretty
1: close, though.
0: I think they got up to parity with everybody else, and that's why I'm excited for the next game. It's like I said, they built the easel, they stretched the canvas mm. over the frame, now they need to get out their brushes and get ready to paint.
1: Right. I think, I think it's just... I feel like this game probably should have been two or three games after Ocarina. Yeah. Like, instead of... Instead of six so or seven. Yeah. But, like...
0: Well, the first time Skyrim came out, or any... even Elder Scrolls four.
1: You should have seen that and been like, this is where it's all headed. Oh, yeah. And, of course, now my question is also, um, who wants to play Skyrim now? Yeah. (laughs) On on the
0: Switch. Right, right. Like, it's kind of Well, here's what's going to happen. People are going to finish Zelda, and they're going to have nothing to
1: play, and then they're going to buy Skyrim.
0: Yeah. Because if you've been I mean, a Nintendo only person all Skyrim this time, ca- you yeah. haven't played games like I mean, like Skyrim's
1: going to kind of be like the methadone to the Zelda heroine right. in, in this <laughs> situation. Yeah. yeah, it'll make it'll help you down.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like a step down, right? <laughs> it'll help you on down, the road to recovery. Yeah, get there. All right, let's move on. It's kind of appropriate that the next topic uh, is 2017. Matt, could it be the best year ever in video games? So, to kind of set up this conversation, I think. Most people would agree that the best year on record for video game releases was 1998. I
1: would, I'm going to quickly I would agree with that, and I'm
0: going to quickly run through some. Some people have argued 2006 is another popular popular year.
1: 2006 is out there. 2007 was good. I mean, there were some good 2000s years, but, but 98 was here's 98 crazy Half-Life, yep. the first Half-Life, which changed the way. Well, see, that's the thing. Is like I think 98, also, 98 had a great lineup. There have been other years with lineups. But every game you're about to list here changed things. Changed things. Half-Life, Ocarina of Time, Banjo-Kazooie,
0: StarCraft, Pokemon, Grim Fandango, Baldur's Gate, Metal Gear Solid.
1: Mm-hmm. That is that is an all-star lineup right there. I mean, it, it, I wish I could have them in my game draft. I mean, just think about that, the, how much ground was just shattered oh, yeah. with that lineup. And also keep in mind, Half-Life Ocarina of Time and Metal Gear Solid all came out within like 2 weeks of yeah, each other. No, I mean, yeah. that was that was crazy. <laughs> it really was, yeah. Like that and just th- that is some top-level stuff right there. And I mean, they're games that forever change the future yeah. of the medium. And I think, like, I don't think we've seen that this year. I don't think we've seen things that change things. I think we've seen things that refine stuff into a really, really pretty alloy. Yeah. and I, That is it's a nice, Horizon a Nice joke. pun there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Because, I, I mean, Horizon... I have put Horizon on hold to play Zelda, but Horizon is a little more my style. Oh, that's
0: my question. Which is better, in your opinion? I like Horizon
1: you better. You like Horizon so, better. Because Horizon has the combat. Why does that put this fly in here? I don't know, but it loves the soda. I'm sure I'm... <laughs> I'm sure someone's keeping track how many times it's landed on the can without me <laughs> noticing and I'm still drinking out of it. But, like, I don't care. My immune system is strong. Um, but... Uh, no, I, I just like There's been a couple times Fighting stuff in Zelda Where I'm like You know if this was Horizon You'd be dead three times now Right Because it's just You know Combat is the focus Of Horizon Right And exploration is the focus Of Zelda So it's it's actually A little hard to compare the two Yeah In, in terms are of what I get a little bit, I, guess. I mean I certainly get more Out of traversing The world in Zelda Than I do traversing The world in Horizon um, As much as I think The story and World of Horizon Is more interesting just be, and, But that's partly Because I've never been there before I know what the deal is With Hyrule I know yeah. you know I see the volcano and I know that's Death Mountain. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm, I'm getting there because I want to see how it's different in this game, not because I want to see what it is. Right. Um, what are the Gorons going to be like this time? That's kind of like the, yeah. the Zelda conundrum all the time. It's how, they, how they've mixed them up. But like Horizon, I mean, just the, the taking those monsters apart and just the, the visual fidelity and, and uh, not the monsters, the, the machines. Um, again, I keep thinking of those machines as animals. I don't know. They're so well animated. They, they look are, it, yeah. they're so well done. <laughs> you know yeah. overriding you know the thunderjaw and making them make it fight another thunderjaw i mean there's some awesome stuff in horizon some some stuff that i feel like you know close enough i've never seen before
0: well, i'm also guessing the story is a lot better oh yeah obviously yeah. the graphics are Far better Graphics on a technical stunning. level. It's not even in the same and class. And this
1: is like, but... I, I I, you know, this is one of the things I showed one of our friends when I, he came over to see Zelda, and I switched over to Horizon. I'm like, oh, by the way, over in Horizon, he's like, oh my god, the difference. Yeah. In the... But I, show, I mounted one of these these things, and I just walked it slowly past the camera, and you just see all the little moving parts, and all it's it's amazing. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it, it's it's hard to compare the two, but like I do, I just. Dig Horizon just a, just a tiny bit more. Yeah. But if you try to take either one away from me right now, I will kill you. Like, <laughs> I'll it's stab like, you yeah, in yeah, the yeah, heart. It's, like, it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pick favorites too yeah. much.
0: So, look, I, w- I would totally agree. First of all, we're only two months into the year. Yeah. So maybe it's a little early for the March isn't even over. I mean, right. I mean, March just started pretty yeah. much. We're like in the first week of March still. But we've already got Zelda, Horizon, Nier Automata, which is at a 9.0 on Metacritic. That game draft's looking pretty good. Oh, your draft's looking real good. Mass Effect Andromeda's in, like, a week and a half. And Neo came out, and that has, like, a 9 aggregate. So... We've got Persona 5 in April. Persona 5's... I mean...
1: Or is it, did they delay that? No, no. Oh, please don't say they delayed Persona <laughs> 5 again. Without was a heart attack. I mean, do you know no, for something some re- I don't... No, for some reason, I thought for some, for like, wait, did they push that to June? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't think No, no it's
0: just coming out. In fact, I just got an email about review code for it. So okay. it, is, good, uh, good. it is coming as planned. So yeah,
1: February through uh, April this year is... Can wow. we say
0: without a doubt, the best Q1 ever in the I history of video games. I can't
1: think of a better, I mean...
0: I mean, that's kind of an easy call because up until the last half decade, no big games came out yeah. in Q1. It was, it was, all was all, Everyone just waited and backlogged it until November, and that's kind of shifted over the last five years.
1: I There's mean, always been a couple of good things in the spring, usually, because the summer drought was a but thing. But see, that's but, like, what
0: convinced publishers to start doing this, was like, you put out like, Capcom was always brave about it. It always put That's out right. one of his yeah. AAA games like early in the year and it would go do gangbusters. And yeah. I think... Well, also, all the Mass Effects came out in January until this right. one. And I think other publishers started picking up on that, like, hey, we don't have to put out a game in November for it to be not just a hit, but, Mm -hmm. like, a smash hit.
1: Yeah, the only downside I remember EA saying was, like, they had to send out those, like, hey, remember Mass Effect was really good in January things (laughs) when Game of the Year voting (laughs) started to happen. And that that does still happen, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Although I feel like Nintendo probably won't have to remind anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I think
0: Far Cry... Primal. Didn't it come out at a weird... Yeah,
1: Primal was like February or March last yeah. year, yeah. But it's this year has just Under, been a flood. Under Wildlands? Yeah, I mean, Wildlands, its aggregate's
0: like an 8.3 or whatever. Yeah, it's so soft, funny. It's pretty good and then you have
1: like For Honor, and like, I mean... I mean, I was expecting Wildlands to have an aggregate of like 60. Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be like a... I thought it was gonna be moderately panned as like just another Ubisoft open world. Thing. Especially I mean, in the wake of Zelda. The word on the game from most critics is single player sucks, right. multiplayer awesome.
0: So pick your poison there. If you're not into playing online, then you probably shouldn't think about buying I'm it. I'm into but it, but not right
1: now. I get but what much, I'm saying much is, much do.
0: in most years, if those, if For Honor and Wildlands came out early in the year, everybody would be talking about those games right now. Everybody would be playing those games right now. But because of these other excellent releases that have come out in the first part of the year, they're like an afterthought. They're mm-hmm. like a niche game now. Like Who would have ever thought putting out a game Early in the year, with putting your game in jeopardy. Think about that. Yeah. Because that's what most people do with Q4. They're like, oh, we don't want to go in there. We don't want to go up against Call of Duty or we don't want to go against like, Battlefront or whatever. Yeah. Now it's looking pretty good going up
1: against Call of Duty.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, like, there's, I don't know if there's any time of the year now that's safe. There's just good, and this year in particular. And the sales are doing pretty well. They too. are. I, this year, well, I don't know about that. Like, year over year, things are still a little murky, but. You look at the rest of this year, and you can just map it out month after month. Or there's just an awesome, at least one really awesome, at least looking game for every month of this year. And that's just unheard of. And it, you're right. I think it's it's going to be tough to ever topple 1998 because so many like genres and things had just started. Like, right. that's when 3D graphics
1: started, and you're right. never... It was, it, it was two years after 3D became basically. This is the new system. The 3D system started in 95, 96. Yeah. And, you know, N64 was 96. And it was like the first wave of games after everybody had sort of figured the hardware out. Yep. After everyone and, had figured out how to
0: make 3D games.
1: Yeah. And like you had, I mean, look at you know, Half Life. That's how you tell a story in first person. Ocarina. That's how you do Adventure I mean, games that's in how 3D. you just tell a story in a video game in yeah. Half Life. I mean, it was really the first like cinematic game. Metal Gear Solid, like, you know, cinematic storytelling in the 3D era. With Stealth. Full voice acting. Uh, you know, Baldur's Gate. Here's how RPGs work with modern game tech. Uh, yeah. You know, pause with real time. Real time with pause stuff. Grim Fandango, someone consider the pinnacle of the point and click game. Po- Pokemon, someone consider the pinnacle of the turn-based JRPG. Certainly the, one of the longest lasting. And probably will be the longest Adapted that game. format into a form that it will never die now. You know, even if all other JR- turn-based JRPGs go away, Pokemon will be there. It's just incredible. Starcraft, like you know, esports before <laughs> there were esports. Yeah. You know, and Banjo Kazooie coming back next month with yeah. ukulele.
0: <laughs> You're right. Like I, uh, yeah, I think the one opportunity the industry had probably was last year, or maybe it's even this year with VR because mm-hmm. it's the next paradigm shift. It's like when we were talking about VR last year, and it was hadn't come out yet. I always said, like, this is the next polygonal graphics. This is the next paradigm shift for gaming. And uh, it never happened. The software, it still hasn't delivered. Mm-hmm. We haven't got to that, that one VR experience that everybody, even Resident Evil 7 didn't do it. We yeah, haven't we got haven't, that we one We haven't experience. had a Mario
1: 64 moment yet. But
0: no, it hasn't happened. And this it was the opportunity, though, to kind of have that next paradigm shift where you could create experiences that are going to shape things on down the
1: road. Mm-hmm. And I feel like VR developers have maybe dropped the ball a little bit in that regard. I think we'll see. I mean, give it a couple years. We'll see um, if someone comes up with something. You know, just like you know, if if, will they have their 98, you know, for VR? Because the other, I think people had to learn like a lot of the early VR stuff was basically like, here's the games you've been playing, but in VR. Right. And it's gonna, you know, it's like the 3D thing. It's like. People had to learn 3D wasn't just like, oh, this is a different way to present 2D games. 3D was a new medium. Right. And VR is a new medium. It is. And yeah. they're going to have to, you know, people are going to have to get their head around that. And I think they will eventually. The problem is there's just not going to be nearly enough VR headsets to make the splash that something like Mario 64 Ocarina did. Yeah. Um, because there were a lot more N64s and PlayStation 1s in people's hands than there will be headsets in two years, I think.
0: Yeah. And you're right. Maybe. That is the good way of looking at it. Is that for VR, it is next year mm-hmm. because that will be the two-year gap. Right. Although Mario sixty-four came out of the gate pretty strong. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> but nobody else did. Everyone else who's trying to make three D games, they're all mostly crap. So yeah. I mean, until it, ninety-eight, that's
1: yeah, when everybody moments, kind of but, figured it out. Yeah, but uh, I saw, you know, it's like people. I saw some people talking about uh, what was it Mega Man Legends versus Mario sixty-four? How come how come Mario sixty-four gets all the credit? Mega Man Legends doesn't. And it's like what because Mar- Mega Man Legends was was not, <laughs> not good. a good game. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I played that game to completion twice. I really enjoyed Mega Man Legends, but in the wake, uh, yeah, it came out a year before Mario 64, yeah. and in the wake of I think it did anyway. It was bef- it was before Mario 64 because after Mario 64, that kind of control would not have been acceptable. Right. Cuz it was it was still on kind of a grid right. in 3D, yeah. whereas Mario 64 really, you know, I also think yeah, Mario, fig- Mario 64 figured out how to present that. And um People forget, before Mario 64, how everyone is just sort of fumbling towards basic functionality in 3D game control.
2: You're right, Even
1: something, you know, for a while their Jumping Flash, which is a PS1 launch title, was like, that was the gold standard in 3D platforming. Because it was fun, it was fun, and it it used the 3D platforming as sort of a 3D aspect of sort of a, oh, look how high you can go, and it looks like, you know, vertiginous, like, kind of jumps and stuff like that. And it was a robot rabbit, and who doesn't like robot rabbits? <laughs> and, um, but at a certain point, like, you play Mario 64, and it's just it's just like, oh, this is how this should be. This yeah. is how it should be. And, like, then you go back to those other games, you're like, hmm you know? Yeah, it's, it's, why, it's another reason why people, like, I know everybody's excited about that Crash Insanity trilogy or yeah. whatever, but it's like, I could never go back to Crash Bandicoot I after either. Mario I tried, 64. I played it in
0: Uncharted. Uncharted yeah. 4.
1: And I played it for like 10 minutes, and I was like, this game is garbage. Yeah. And it was almost, almost like, yeah, I remember when people used to make you run at the camera, too. Like, yeah. who, I don't know why everybody <laughs> thought that was a good idea. Well, I do that a lot in Zelda,
0: actually, <laughs> oddly enough. Trying to get away and drop bombs for, uh, for enemies. Oh, yeah, I,
1: I do that sometimes. I think they're too weak to be worth the effort. Yeah, they sometimes. actually don't do much. No, And plus, they're smart,
0: and they'll see them and run around them.
1: Yeah, I've seen. They'll it. avoid them. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, some of the more advanced uh, uh, creatures I've noticed, like if I drop the bomb, they'll be and uh, like, "Ah!" Oh, I actually <laughs> forgot. One of my favorite things in the entire game is when you, if you disarm an enemy and then you pick their weapon up, every single type of enemy has a different, completely incensed, like, "Oh, the nerve!" I mean, kind you're of picking like, up my like, weapon. Like, oh, yeah. like, they point at you and like get angry. I was like, the "I great. love it!" Like, yeah, I, like it really that, good. that's one of my the most satisfying things. In the game to me is take, stealing a monster's <laughs> weapon And having them be like, oh, like "Yeah, <laughs> like Just react to that Good So stuff. Matt,
0: I think we've established that It's going to be hard to topple 98 Just for pure innovation yeah. And sort of ground-breaking ideas And features in games But is there a break, breaking point Where a year has enough amazing games That it can overcome Sort of the innovation that we saw in 98
1: I think so, I mean Because I think this year If there is a year this might be the year. Well, I think especially if you were not, you know, our age or a little younger in '98. Yeah. Where like, because this is one of the things about video games is they don't age very well. Yeah. And if you weren't particularly there, particularly three like D games. Yeah. If yeah. you weren't there at the time, you may not understand why, you know, why Ocarina was such a, a revolutionary thing, or why how anybody could play Metal Gear Solid from that viewpoint, or right. like stuff, stuff like that. Um, you know, this stuff. That's the thing. That's the weird thing about games, and I think Kojima said this, where it was like. If you watch a movie from 1930, you're still basically experiencing the same thing that people in 1930 saw. You're, you're, you have a common experience with the people who saw it at the time it was released. Whereas a video game, you literally—they literally, they literally well, advance how you movie. interact
0: with them. I think it depends on the movie because if it's a sci-fi movie from back then, you're not. You're getting. Little paper models that they're shooting, and they're trying to scale it
1: right. Like yeah, and now, like, in a modern movie, but, they're using
0: CG to create that right, stuff. Right, but that's still it's a lot more convincing. But that's
1: still what people saw back then. If it's just a drama, sure. Yeah, but like you're still the storytelling is 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 paramount in what you're seeing there. And again, those flying saucers didn't look any more convincing in 1955. It's just what they had. You yeah. know? So you're still you know you're still kind of in that same realm. Whereas like there's just more ways. There's no better way for a character to talk to another character in in a narrative now than there was in 1950. No, you're right. But there's certainly a better way to play, you know, Mario 64. You know, maybe Mario 64 versus whatever Mario Odyssey ends up being. Maybe that's going to be a more refined thing. It's just, you know, or let's say Daggerfall Arena versus or Daggerfall Arena versus um, uh, the first two Elder Scrolls games versus Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn, like. You, the people progress, they learn how not to do things in a way that's different than, like, you know, like The Godfather still works, even though cinematic techniques have been developed oh, sure. since yeah. then. But, like, try to have someone who grew, cut their teeth on Metal Gear Solid Five go play back and Metal play Gear. the first Metal Gear. Yeah. And it's just not the same thing. And, um,. That's the challenge of comparing these years. Like we're gonna be like, oh, '98 was incredible because we were, you know, we were the right age to like. But a lot of people watching this are gonna go back and start trying to play some of these games from '98. and Be like, shit, it Matter, Insane. Insane. <laughs> Link's nose is a. Which triangle. we knew <laughs> already. <Yeah>. So <laughs> no revelation there. But it's like you know, it's also like, even if you're a little younger than us, maybe you, yeah, you know, we came up through that. You know, to me, I've said this before, but it's like. No matter how bad a game is now, there's still part of me that looks at it and just be like, I can't believe something looks like this. Oh, I know, you know? I know, like even some terrible. It's that kid inside? Yeah, because like, look, the idea that this would look anything would look this. I remember looking at Virtual Fighter One and being like, Wow, games are never going <laughs> to look better than that. You know, it's like he actually has a polygonal nose and eyes. Like that's yeah. like, how could you, how could you improve on that? And like, you're you know, having seen sort of this you know, thirty, forty year progression of frankly miracles of technology as you move ahead. It, it like '98 was just sort of this watershed year where it's like so many things we imagined happened finally. Yeah. Ocarina, Half Life, Metal Gear those that that holy trinity of. Like, I mean, the wow. best part
0: is we hadn't even imagined it possible. No. That's what was so great about it. Like it was far beyond what we had ever. And envisioned. it kind of
1: established the sort of the, the 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 procession of everything had to up the stakes after that. Maybe they yeah. weren't. Maybe there weren't new ideas, but everything had to be bigger and better and prettier and all you need to do to to see that progression happening is compare you know Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid was a real good looking game for the time for that system i mean yeah, for there sure. was well, that, as far as playstation far as playstation yeah. well, i mean yeah but then jump to uh Metal Gear Solid 2 being unveiled at E3 yeah. and you know every the single time like how did they yeah. Snake had eyes everybody yeah, yeah. had a everybody had a fit it was amazing yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. i always remember that so E3. like i feel like 98 it was kind of Especially positioned to be a year where a lot of things finally changed, finally happened, finally turned the corner. And I don't feel like we're waiting for anything like that right now. I feel like it's just refinement, refinement, refinement. Yeah. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of new ideas or a whole lot of new, other than VR, there's not a whole lot of media to kind of reinvent. So um, 98 will always be a little special in that regard because it was that watershed year. But like, I'm having just constant fun with these things. Through, I mean, it's like yeah. the, it's crazy packed, and it's like you look down the, it's like you look down the road, and you're just like, there's so many cakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how am I gonna eat all those cookies? Now, I don't, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but uh, where it's gonna happen. You know, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there's like Wildlands. I'm gonna, I'm just like maybe I'll buy it in the summer. I don't right. know. I don't have time to play that right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, there's no way. I'm trying to
0: think about just like getting in. so Mass Effect Andromeda is on the way. Just talk to yeah. EA. That's coming in, like, a couple days. There's Wildlands. There's Nier. Uh, it's just it's I overwhelming.
1: Nier. I thought I pre-ordered it. I thought I, in like, yeah. today, you're like, have you played Nier? I'm like, is Nier out? You're like, yeah, Near came out, like, three days. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I, I missed it. I didn't yeah. even notice.
0: Yep. I mean, the reviews came out, like, a week and a half ago or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it's just overwhelming. So, I think one thing is, at the end of this year, I think we're going to come back to this. Mm-hmm. And we'll do, like, the tally. And we'll be like, hey, this is what came out. Some of the stuff may be groundbreaking, may not, yeah. may not be. And remember, we don't
1: even know most of the second half of the year. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff to be shown at E3 for the first time, I That is true. And, uh, yeah,
0: so we'll come back and we'll address this later in the year and see where it sits. But I think right now we're both in agreement that it's
1: going to be tough for a year to ever, maybe ever topple 1998. Oh, yeah. But this, uh, this is just, if anything, ha- If any year has a chance, I think it's this, this one. This is it. All right. Next we're going to talk about... We already talked about Zelda... For a while, but now we're
0: going to talk about Switch because the Switch came out, and over the last week it's been its launch week. Uh, Nintendo has been saying it is the best-selling Nintendo console over the first two days ever. Do you believe
1: that, Matt? I'm surprised by that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Maybe. I mean, great congratulations, first of all. Like, I'm really excited. It's great to hear. I mean, I'm certainly surprised it outsold the Wii. Yeah. Although maybe that's just a f- function of how many they shipped. you Because know? I feel like at launch a Nintendo system at launch I feel like can probably sell about as many as they can put on the shelves up until like the 5-6 million range because I think there's just the, the fans want them. Yeah. They want them, they want them, they want them. Although I have to admit um, the scalping is not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, people are saying pretty sane when it comes to the I think I told you that pre- last week prices. that I didn't think
0: the prices because they're restocking. Yeah. And they're messaging that.
1: Yeah. Like, it's in the press was, and in the media. Being, We're getting more stock this weekend. We're getting... Yeah, more yeah. on Friday, more on Friday. They got more... I think there was a second wave of accessory shipments uh, the Tuesday after launch. Yeah. Um, so they are actually, I mean, shockingly for Nintendo of America... Uh, maybe it learned its lesson maybe. with the NES Classic. Now they can learn the lesson about, about Animal Crossing Amiibos. <laughs> uh, no. No one wants that. <laughs> more Metroids. So... Do you believe that this is the best-selling Nintendo console ever? I I don't think they're lying. Um, You think they're lying? I don't know, man. That seems really far-fetched to me. I mean, it might be some really clever math. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the
0: Wii was like... I don't know if I've ever seen anything like the Wii, except for maybe, like, Pokemon Go. That's probably the only other thing that I've seen just take over everything. Not just gamers, but, like, Mm -hmm. everybody. Like, my mom and nursing homes, like... There are certain things that break that limit of, like, something we like and something everybody likes. And the Wii was just so freaking massive and right out of the gate. Like, as soon as it was shown, people were, like, all in. And I just don't get that. I mean, that's what we're talking about here is mm. that
1: kind of a response. Well, the response isn't quite like that because I've gotten enough of my, like, casual friends texting me this week going, like, wait, is the new Zelda out? I had one like- friend text me and say, hey... Should I get
0: Switch and Zelda for my seven-year-old son? Mm. And I told him, your seven-year-old son will kill himself trying to get through Zelda. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy thing about that game—is like, oh, kids are pretty
1: good. Man, I don't know. If I was, I th- think for a seven-year-old, it might I be too much. Man, I played some hard stuff on the Apple IIe when I was a kid, mainly because most of it was that's not well was. explained. Yeah, yeah. Um, it took me a year to beat Conan. Yeah. Um, over and over and over. Freaking level three. Um, <laughs> but, like, when you're a kid and all you have is that one game, you just throw yourself at it over oh, and yeah. over again. And, I, and yeah. Zelda... You never but, get tired Zelda, of it. Zelda, man, like, much like The Witcher 3, like, you want to talk about bang for your sixty bucks. Yeah. Like, that game... You get your money worth. we ...will keep, yeah. your, keep you busy for a month if you play it incessantly. If you play it like a normal human being, it probably last you for the rest of the year. Uh, and I think Nintendo needs to hope that happens. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was the right game to launch in March when you've got nothing but remakes coming up until November. Because
0: that's kind of the other part of this is, okay, Nintendo had a good first two days, and they're probably going to have a great first month, but what happens after that when everyone finishes Zelda?
1: They really hope Mario Kart catches saw I've seen some commercials, finally, for Mario Kart yeah. 8. Oh, they're promoting Mario Kart um, hard. Yeah, and like. I'm just wondering how many people bought a Switch that didn't own a Wii U, I guess is what I'm
0: wondering. Well, that's the wondering. thing is, like,
1: people saying that, like, Mario Kart and Splatoon are going to, like, really push Switches confuse me because why didn't they push Wii Us? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't, if you didn't buy a Wii U for those, why are you going to buy this for it? I guess it's a more compelling piece of hardware in some respects. What would you venture to
0: guess is the duplication rate of Wii U owners with Switch owners in the
1: U.S.? Like, what percentage do you think of Switch owners owned a Wii U? like 90%. You think it's that high? Really high. Because look, this launch to me I think is for the fans. Yeah. This is a you 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 launch because that's why Zelda, cuz Zelda is not really a launch title for the mainstream because it's more you know it's never sold like Mario. Mario is But once is the it gets to 10 deal. out of
0: 10 it is though.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it even penetrates that far to, to necessarily because like Zelda's for us. I mean, my friend reached out to me about it. Yeah, but not nearly enough of my friends have reached out yeah. to me. That well, there didn't. was one, but it's, that's better than none. Better than none, but what I'm I mean, saying none is... none of
0: my friends really reached out to me about Wii U. What it I'm, was like zero. What so. I'm saying
1: is that the if you're going to launch for the masses, you launch Mario. If you're going to launch for us, the core demographic, the fans, I think Zelda Metroid makes more Zelda, sense. Yeah. Metroid, yeah. Um, so to me, I think this was for the also because like you know it, it was advertised, but it, you know there weren't really enough for like crazy you know everybody get in line for Christmas things. I think you launched it in March to get the get into the hands of fans, get in the hands of people who've been waiting for Zelda, get in the hands of people like us basically. Mm-hmm. And now and then you launch it for Christmas with Mario at the you know like this is the masses are going to get in on the action this November, um, and I think that makes sense. You know like. So, like, and that's also why I think Mario Kart's there, and Splatoon 2 is there, partly to make the lineup more appealing to someone who didn't own a Wii U this fall, when you're buying something for Christmas, you're like, oh, we can get a racing game, we can get an action shooter game with the, you know, the paint squids and all that's great, um, Inklings. Uh, but I think mainly, like, it feels like Mario Kart and Splatoon 2 are also there to sort of make the people who've also had a Wii U feel like they're not leaving these games they like so much behind. Yeah. Because wii u owners while there aren't as many of them as nintendo would like i feel like the majority of them really love splatoon splatoon is a very very well played game. even even i don't really have a lot of friends on the wii u but i like, think if, kids love splatoon i think everybody likes splatoon i mean i don't like splatoon very much but like
0: <laughs> i don't either but there's nothing <laughs> I else played like it for it. a couple
1: of weeks and i was like it's different but right. different doesn't always make it compelling for sure but like it's just you know there are still people that play it, you know there's people on i saw neogaf that have thousands of hours on Splatoon like that's what they play His every are night. hardcore Nintendo
0: fan right so. but
1: that's who I think bought this thing and there's the people that don't want to give up their Splatoon so here's another Splatoon for you Splatoon 2 it's got all the content of the first one it's got some enhanced stuff it's right there in the summer it's ready for you to go something to look forward to it's a reason for them not to wait till fall you know, because they're not losing anything by yeah, think, getting this new system. I think
0: things get treacherous, though, in the holidays in Q4 for the Switch. Because, oh, I think you're right. And sure. it may happen, I'm, I'm it, it may happen strat- earlier than that. because I'm what, talking about
1: strategy, not like right. what's going to happen.
0: Because what know? happens if we get to E3 and Microsoft is like, here's Scorpio, most powerful console ever created. It comes at a reasonable price and it launches in a month. But what's on it? Right. Software is always... But what's on the Switch? That's my point. Mario and Zelda. But see, what's on... Scorpio is every Xbox One game and every Xbox 360 game.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's where you, see. That's where it all comes down to. Is like, is Mario enough to entice mainstream consumers in there? Because you're gonna like we've already we've said over and over. The Wii U taught us that there are 12 million people who will buy a system if it has a Nintendo logo on it. Period. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't yeah. matter what's on it. Doesn't matter. You know, that's that's their their baseline. But to make this thing a success, they have to break out of that baseline. And they're hoping that, you know, a decent little library that's built up from March to November, plus the launch of a brand new Mario game that looks a whole lot like that Mario 64 game everybody fell in love with 20-some years but ago. you gotta
0: remember, Matt, 3D Mario games do not sell like gangbusters. The 2D games are the games that sell well. The 3D Mario mm. games, like, in their first year, a lot of times only sell 2-3 to three million copies. Now, one thing you keep in mind is they are evergreen, and typically mm. if people pick up a Nintendo console, they will pick those up, and so... By the end of when it's all said and done, they'll end up selling seven, eight million copies or whatever. But they haven't typically
1: been like the hardware-moving games. Somewhat, but there there was only like you know three of them. I'm not really counting Sunshine because why? Because Sunshine didn't really scratch the Mario itch for a lot of people because it was was mostly it it was mostly spraying water at shit. No, there's lots of hardcore platforming in that. Some. But Lots. Like, There's tons.
0: There now, was those whole like coin challenges that you had to do specifically yeah, that were those like as nails. Those,
1: yeah, those are ver- Those are the best part of the game, but they were not the meat of the ga- majority of the game. When Mario Galaxy came out, a bunch of people who are you know had a Wii but had only kind of dabbled with the GameCube and were disappointed by the GameCube a lot of them came to me and said like hey this new Mario game should I get that or is it like Mario Sunshine again
0: but see that's the thing like, though you look at the install base on the Wii, Super Mario Galaxy sold like in its first year like 2 or 3 million copies that's what I'm trying to say right. it's not
1: because it sold to the core, <clears throat> core demographic it did not sell to the people who bought a Wii Sports machine that's what Nintendo was hoping for to sell, sell that game to all these yeah, they people wanted,
0: they wanted Wii Sports to be a Trojan horse right so you can get the Wii into the home, and then once you get it into the home,
1: then you market everything mm-hmm. else that you have for it, and it didn't work. Right. Like, the plan, I'm sure, was to have Mario Galaxy have an attach rate similar to Mario 3. Right. You know, which, like, what, 70% of NES and owners you, bought dude, that game. It
0: would have sold, like, 110 million copies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which this pie-in-the-sky stuff. A, I, yeah, but in the end, Mario Galaxy sold to about 10% of Wii owners, yeah. which is crazy because it's great. Yeah. Like, it should have had much more. Like Matt, what do you, what do you that think
0: game? of uh, all the hardware issues? What kind of impact do you think it's going to have? Um, oh. You actually sent me the compilation of. I was shocked by that video, by the way. Oh, the Krobi cat. Yeah, thing. I mean, I I'm still. Stuck.
1: I am still having problems with my left joy con. Mine, I'll, I'll be honest. Mine is flawless. I'm like, not I'm very a single happy for problem. You. I'm so happy for So you. I lucked out, apparently. So I
0: was recording Bad Dudes for Zelda, and literally, I, some people probably haven't watched it because obviously I'm fighting the last boss in Zelda. People are going to want to wait until after they've finished it to watch it. But literally, in the first five minutes of that video, my left Joy Con goes out. And I'm going to tell you, Matt, when I was recording that, my Switch was sitting right here. Wow. And I am
1: sitting right here. Hmm. I have had one disconnection, and it is with this, the Pro Controller. Whoa. Uh, I had it plugged in to my laptop oh. to charge, oh. and suddenly everything just stopped. And did the exact same thing. The light on the bottom turned orange. Yeah. And, and I, had to, I had to back out and reconnect, and uh, it, it did it a little bit again. I had a little bit of input problems later again. It's always when it's plugged in. Wow. I have to basically play it wireless. And keep in mind, this was in... The back bedroom
0: of my apartment, where there isn't a ton of other electronics. Yeah. I have my PC on. I have my computer monitor running. I have a monitor for the, the system and the switch, mm-hmm. and that's it.
1: Yeah, this and is
0: mine. Is I just think I maybe I have a defective unit. That I mean, this might be what it mine is. Mine is
1: eight, about eight feet away from me, and I am playing. Like when i I never had a single connection issue with these at all. Uh, I can do the thing where I put it like behind my back, and it. Um, it breaks up a and, little. It breaks up a little bit. But I'm playing like that. And I'm playing it with it down in my lap behind a laptop. Right. So, it, so it, you know, my MacBook is between it and the Switch. I mean, yeah. the signal's no going No problems. Not a single problems. issue. Not it's a, really it bizarre. It seems to be per, a per Joy-Con thing. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know So what do you think the impact of all this? Because that video, that we've curated it on Sifted. It was just a
0: compilation like 10 minutes straight of different people mm-hmm. Some of those issues, holy cow, man. Yeah, of,
1: I mean, a lot of... Did you see the one where it just started squeal, squealing? Oh, squeal, it like, made that noise like, like like a bad sci-fi movie would use that sound effect for like, computer breaking. torture people or whatever. <laughs> it was like, it was like computers don't really make that beep, 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 beep noise. It was it was like the Ellen No, it was just a high-pitched whine. It was just
0: going... Hee! Yeah. And the guy's like, what the F is Oh, going right, on? that, yeah.
1: But there's I, another guy, it was all glitching out. It was like... Yeah. It sounded like a 50s like, sci-fi right. console yeah, or yeah. something. Um Do you think any of this has an impact?
0: I, th- I don't remember seeing videos like this of other systems. Do you, you?
1: Uh, yeah, I've seen some, and maybe not like quite as dramatic in some of those ways, but like um I mean it's you know a handful that many videos like, the way
0: things get handed around virally today, right.
1: like it didn't, it didn't you know, people had already heard about the Joy-Con issues before the system came out. And apparently nobody had a problem keeping their pre orders. Yeah. So I mean Yeah.
0: Well, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, this is the Honeymoon period right now, mm. like you said, like all the Nintendo fans are going to go out and buy it. We just know yeah. that and it, uh, the rubber hits the road here in like three
1: weeks, yeah. well, the rubber hits the screen sooner than that during by all the scratching right. that people are running yeah. into. do you think it has an effect because? Like another video that we curated was a
0: drop test and a scratch test, mm-hmm. and the we or the uh, switch did great in the drop test. Holy cow, man! Like they showed it in like slow motion, the thing almost bent in half and like
1: snapped back up. And it was, it was I think it lasted yeah, it a, like
0: five or six drops.
1: Yeah, it's more durable than I thought it would be. It, yeah, it's certainly more durable than it feels.
0: Yeah, and then there was a scratch test where it didn't fare as well because it has a no. plastic screen instead of glass,
1: which is stupid.
0: It is stupid. And then someone in the comments yeah. on Sifted said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe." That they like wasted whatever money and just ruined it and then you go and you look at the video and it's done 800,000 views yeah and they've made like four times what they spent on that switch to make that video and put it on YouTube. so mm. but that you always but the, get the point that. I'm getting at is that it was viewed 800,000 times within two days mm-hmm. and so eventually that sucker's gonna make it onto Facebook and everyone's mom and grandma and dad <laughs> who was gonna potentially buy this system for. Their kids are gonna see it. Do you think that that ultimately has any kind of an effect on the uh, on the sales of the Switch in its first year?
1: Um, maybe. Like, I do I don't know how. I don't know how much fear of that kind of thing is gonna hold someone back from wanting to play Mario. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was certainly concerned about it, but I still wanted to play Zelda. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like if you're a die-hard that for these, who these these games matter, I don't think I think you're going to dive in. And if you do get a defective one, you're just going to you know Reggie put out a statement today where he's talking about like you know contact Nintendo directly. We will make it. We will fix it. We will figure out what the problem is. He was they were all they were saying that it was uh, not a significant number of people, but I think that's everybody says that when something goes yeah. wrong with their product. Yeah, you're right. Reggie um, you did come out. He
0: talked to Time today.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and, uh, and then
1: there were further clarifications from Nintendo corporate to time after that. You see, like, there's updates on the article now where they you know, they talk about how it's not a significant number of defects and stuff like yeah, that. Right. And you get the thing where, like, people are having dead pixels in the screen, and Nintendo's like, no, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a defect in an LCD. Uh, yes, it is a defect in an LCD screen. You just. You know, don't most, want to recall this Right. Thing. Well, also, like, most co- companies will not replace an LCD screen unless there's a certain number of dead right. pixels. Yeah. But they're still defects. They are defects, Also, yeah. my computer monitor has 8 million pixels, and not one of them is out. Right. Whereas the Switch, you know, people have their Switches, uh, that has, like, what, about 900,000? 720p, 000, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you've got, like, three or four out. I'm like, I paid about as much for that monitor than right. as I did for the Switch, yeah, so yeah. why isn't it working as well? Yeah. Um... So I think that and the worst part, of course, is like if you have dead pixels or whatever, or like uh, a couple people have had the same thing I had when I first bought the first Wii U I got on Black Friday. I got it home and I opened it up and I turned it on and there was two pieces of dust under the screen in the touchscreen area. Yeah. And, you know, manufacturing defect. So I just took it back to Target and got another one and then the new one was fine. You can't do that with a Switch right That's the frustration. You can't do that with a Switch right now because it's so all out. Right and like eventually that won't be a problem because you just like oh something's wrong with the one you bought you just take it back and get another one from the store um, but you can't do that until probably next year sometime because they're just continually going to be in demand I think for a while
0: yeah it's hard for me to gauge whether it's going to have an impact on the sales of the system or not because I don't feel like I've ever seen anything like this like the red ring of death didn't make itself apparent
1: yeah it took for a, long a while
0: time like I've never seen something right at a system right at launch where there was this like big time problem that a lot of people were dealing with and it hasn't happened during this modern age where everyone sh- there's all these mm-hmm. social networks where people are sharing everything and and right. people can get exposed to stuff that 10 years ago
1: even Well, more they and more I think also I think more and more it's becoming self evident that the system was rushed yeah um well, I'm like sure they knew earlier, about a lot brands. of this. yeah well I'm sure they knew about a lot of this stuff and just couldn't didn't have time to get it fixed in time, yeah. and they'll they'll deal with it as it goes. But clearly they had to get this thing out before fiscal was over yeah. for whatever reason, probably shareholder. It paid names. off. Um, it worked. Yeah, yeah, totally paid off. So uh, we'll keep going. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I do hope they patch. Zel- I, I I forgot the one bug I keep running into on Zelda uh, every few days or whatever. The Blood Moon happens, which yeah, resets all the that. monsters. <laughs> It happens like seven times to me. In, oh, really? In, like, it happens. At, I've had it happen at 3 p.m. I've had it, it just. It happens the whole day, over and over. And it's happened during boss fights that reset the boss. I fight. saw
0: that. Ha- I saw on Kotaku today somebody was fighting the final boss and it
1: yep. reset in the
0: middle. So, of uh, the but fight. I've had the Blood Moon
1: happen. <laughs> well, that's uh, terrible. I've had it happened at midnight, and then it happened at 12:15, and then it happened at 12:40 in the ga- game clock, like yeah. in the you know, in the Hyrule clock. It happened like three, four times in the space of like five minutes. And wow. I'm like, uh, you need to There's nail that on one it. down, boys.
0: Yeah. All right, so auspicious start for Switch. Yeah. I think Nintendo has gone about as good as well, Nintendo could hope, other than the Joy-Con issue.
1: Here's the, God, the air conditioners make my nose itchy. <laughs> um, the, here's the thing. I don't think we know anything about how the Switch is going to sell yeah, uh, going forward right now. Because it all sold to people who are going to buy it no matter, no what. matter what. Yeah. Um, And we'll know more after holiday sales, I think, uh, especially in terms of the demographics purchasing and whether we start seeing, like, families and Christmas presents. I think we'll know before
0: holidays. Because, look, if after this month it just goes down into the pit.
1: Well, I'm not willing to, I'm not willing, even though, you know, I'm a Nintendo skeptic for sure, but I'm not willing to make that call until I see what, what Mario does. I mean, Super Mario 3D World, when it came out for Wii U...
0: I don't see this Mario being any different than that.
1: But that's the thing about this is, like, when you look at this Mario, it is different. Like, it's strikingly different visually. And, like, I think that'll resonate with somebody. Or or it could. I I would argue that it's in a bad way different, but everyone has their own opinion, I guess. You're you're maybe not wrong uh, about that. (laughs) But, like, I'm just saying, at the very least, when I see Mario Odyssey, I go, what's that? Yeah. Like, what the hell? I mean, even if it's not a good what the hell, right, I don't right. know. So it at least draws your eye. It, it makes does, your attention. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Mario's new Super Mario Bros. Because you forget, like, the new Super Mario Bros. series is 11 years old this year. Yeah, it's not new it's anymore. So like, you've seen four of those already by the, the time that Wii U version showed
0: up. I knew it was a dumb name when they first announced it. So. I didn't think they'd stick with it yeah. that long. <laughs> that was a <laughs> thing. really is kind of silly. Um, um, but you're right. I mean, look, Q4... Q4 could be the death knell for this
1: thing. Like, in year one. Oh yeah, well, I But mean, I think we could I mean, have... An... Q4 for the Switch could end up just being a big old that. I yeah, think but... we may
0: have an idea here in the next couple months where this is all headed. Mm-hmm. As people finish Zelda and they're like what's next? Or people get over the fact that they're not playing Zelda and are like, well you know, I'll wait. Because there's a lot of people on Sifted that are like, oh I'm waiting until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Or I'm waiting until... June or July, whenever I get my pay, whatever. Those people, like, will those people stick around after kind of the hype and everything kind of subsides over this thing after the launch? There's a curve here. Right now we're at the top of that curve. Everybody's got Zelda. Everyone's loving Zelda. The reviews are coming out. Then Zelda, it just slowly goes down. And then it's like, what kind of a blip can Mario Kart provide and Splatoon provide to keep it, keep interest in it until you get to that Q4, where hopefully Mario gets a big spike. So mm. I think we'll have an idea what's going to happen with this thing within like a few months. Yeah. I
1: mean, I really feel, for me, I'm going to probably just put it in the little case that came with Zelda and uh, leave it there until November. I mean, <laughs> until, until Mario comes out, I'm frankly. still holding
0: out hope that Retro Studios has something up its sleeve. For E3 or something? That could potentially I'll come out. I'll tell
1: you, man, if, you, if, you, if they can approach Metroid with the same fresh eyes they just came at Zelda with, all is forgiven. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. We'll see. But, like, man, if they they have Retro come at us with the Breath of the Wild of Metroid games... That's what I'm saying. Retro's been quiet for, like, three years now. Four years. Like, it should have something done, so... And I really... I mean, I'm hoping, and, like, Mario Odyssey maybe sort of lends a little credence to this. Uh, If you look at it a certain way so far, like, I'm really hoping that, like... You know, Breath of the Wild development's been going on forever in, internally, and I'm hoping that like some of the stuff they've discovered and come up with and thought of for that game has sort of trickled down among the whole Open company. Open world Mario, kind of Grand I mean, Theft Mario. It really looks. It looks like, like it. it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just one area, but like yeah. you know, I I, I understand that your skepticism towards New Donk City. Yes. But but overall, I have to look at that and think that like oh, there's something. I mean, I, what the, the hell is once that? I get New past my, I am like oh my god, it looks like an for like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, like, yeah, it's it's like because like New so York, because like New York and King Kong and Donkey Kong climbs. Sca- so I don't dumb. know, dude, I don't know what they're doing <laughs> over there. But Mario's always been like some kind of weird, you know, shroom trip. So yeah, screw yeah. it, you know. Yeah, let's, no, let's keep it that way. <laughs> that's what I like
0: about Mario. When you go to New York City, there's nothing shroomy about that. So, All right, let's move on. Next, we're going to talk Maybe about... Maybe it's
1: Mario waking up briefly. <laughs> to reality. <laughs> oh, oh, no! oh, God, got to go back to the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> funny
0: would that be? <laughs> Now we're talking. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk about Destiny 2. We're finally starting to get some details trickling in uh, about Bungie's next MMO shooter. Matt, you have played more Destiny than probably anyone I know, so yeah. I don't think there's anyone more qualified to share their take on what we found out about Destiny 2. So, the big news is that none of your leveling or -hmm. progression that you've created in the first Destiny will carry over to Destiny 2. The only thing that will carry over is the cosmetics of your character. How do you feel about that, Matt? As
1: someone who has dumped hundreds of hours into Destiny. I don't remember what my character looks like. Really? She's had a helmet on for since... 2015 right, I don't right. remember I don't remember which I think she's blue And I think she has Purple hair But I haven't I, I don't remember What she looks like So you don't care That the no, Cosmetics are carrying No, Of course them. not The character The character creation Wasn't even robust. you can always Change it anyway yeah. It's like Well it's a character creation it Wasn't even particularly robust It was like you picked up From a bunch of different faces And picked some hair And go Like it was I'm not attached to my character, I'm attached to my gear, you jerks. Because this is weird. And you told me this was going to be a 10-year thing. Like, character, right. your character carries over through the whole thing. Right, and so here's the
0: thing. It's like, with most MMOs, there's never a sequel. Right. It's that, look at World of Warcraft. There's that it's game. just upgrades. Right, and you keep that character, all that work, it stays, and you can, you you don't lose it. No. Is this a mistake, Matt? I think so. Do you think it's a technical issue? They can't figure out how to do it? It, it shouldn't sounds, be.
1: To me, it sounds like Destiny 2 is so different that there's no way to translate a lot of that over in terms of and how it works. And is that a good works.
0: idea, to make the game so different? Well, I mean, I
1: would argue it needs to be different I, I, I didn't like agree Destiny. With I, I, I do like Destiny, but it's, like it's a giant grind and there's better ways to do it.
0: I mean, I, I was being a little strong, maybe. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I would say I was disappointed in it. Coming mm-hmm. from a team like Bungie. Here's the
1: thing, like the fa- I, I, I mean they've kind of alluded to this. I don't know if they've gotten specific about it yet because I haven't been paying tremendous attention to it. But like, at the very least, you got to read what people's gear looks like, how many times they've completed raids. I've never completed a raid so far, but by the way, so I'm not. Wow, know, I, I'm not even. I'm proud ar- to hear that. I tried to do it early on with like a bunch of industry friends, and we just never got through it. And I don't care enough to do that over and over again. But like if you've got all this high-level gear, if you've got a bunch of, like, you know, top-level stuff, if you've got some uniques floating around, you got some good exotics, like, I feel like even if it doesn't carry that gear directly over, it should read that and give you some kind of perk or bonus or something in Destiny 2. Yeah. Like, not just your character should carry... I mean, and maybe they just carry over is a specific word here in the sense the only thing that remains identical is your character's, you know, appearance. Because I think it's, like, you have to be level 20 to carry over or something. But, like... Or no, you have to finish the final vanilla story mission, I think it is. But like my thing Yeah, is they're that, not even just giving you your cosmetics either. Yeah, there's some preconditions yeah. that you have to like you meet have to have gotten before certain, they'll let you bring
0: your yeah. cosmetics
1: over. And like like the other stuff, the stuff that doesn't carry over one to one should still give you some kind of benefit in some way. And they mean you know, it could be as simple as like, oh, you've got exclusive, you know, unique pets or If you have this raid armor set, it translates into, like, you know, this kind of, you know, whatever, whatever a certain number of units of whatever horrible free, you know, buy-to-win, pay-to-win currency they're going to have, because you know they're going to have that. Yeah. um, Or loot boxes or whatever. I mean, throw some, throw a whole lot of bones to the people that have been playing this game for three, four years three years at this point. This
0: just seems like a terrible idea. Like, to even put out a sequel. It's like, shouldn't Destiny 2, I mean, they could still call it that, just be an expansion pack for Destiny? Like, I've never seen an MMO just end and then say, Hey, everybody, now you need to come over here. Like, mm. I just, it's well, I mean, not a part of that business model.
1: I mean, people have tried it with, you know, stuff like Astron's Call 2 and EverQuest 2. Remember how bad EverQuest 2 did? Right. Like, it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't And EverQuest work. 1, by the way, still better. It's still going. What's still
0: There's up. one game, though, that I think has been successful. It's an MMO from NCSoft that's, like, only big in Korea. Uh, what's the name of it? Lineage? Lineage. Yeah. Lineage has managed to create sequels and be successful. But that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, I think you're right that it probably should have just built on it as a platform but here's the thing what they t- what they've said about Destiny 2 it sounds like they want to revamp it in a w- they want to revamp it in a way that like Destiny like Destiny 1 is going to be like the Ocarina of Time to Destiny 2's Breath of the Wild oh. like they want to make Destiny 2 a much more open and organic experience they want like you know when you go to Earth in Destiny 2, they're talking about how, like, you don't pick from places on a map, you go down to a place and you can go anywhere you need to go, it's all right there, it's all interconnected, it's all one thing. Um, and you get your quest from the hub world and everybody, you know, the hub is part of the map, like, you don't have to go back to the tower, like, it's right. all... A much more organic unfolding of things, rather than this sort of, you know, pick a place, go there, this is the map, go back to the menu, jump to this place, jump to this place, jump to this place. Is this and Bungie admitting that it crapped the bed with the first Destiny? To some degree, I think it is. <laughs>
0: Although you know, if It's the story- like, we've built this thing that we can't build upon in well, the way we want to be able to
1: build upon Well, it. you know, to some degree, the story is, you know, if you believe the story is that, like, basically at some point, Activision said, stop it, make Halo with MMO stuff go. And, like, because yeah. they were just you know, tinkering around with so many things, they could. So this feels like it's probably them making what they wanted to make originally. Initially. And you know, Destiny One before in a lot compromise. of ways feels like it was a punt. Yeah. You know, they just they they had to get something out the door. So will it change your or alter your motivation to
0: get into Destiny Two? No, not really. I mean, because I think the other thing too is because of it's Bungie. There are some people who aren't really cared so, don't really care so much about the whole MMO side of this. They're going to buy it, and they're going to play it just like they had bought another Halo game. They're going to play mm. it until the campaign's done. They're going to set it aside and never come back to it. And I think you have a built-in audience of 2 million people who are going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then what percentage of those people can you get to hang on, and how many people do you get hooked into it with over the sort of MMO elements of it?
1: Um... I mean, I don't know. Like, you got to make it compelling in a way that the first game just doesn't, just wasn't, for the most part. Um, I mean, I'm I'm probably in for Destiny Two, depending on what it is, what they show, and how it how it functions, because I really like Destiny One, and you know, t- I will trade a lot of the you know the rare or whatever stuff I have on my character in exchange for a revolution in how you present this content, because I think it's needed. Uh, Gerzil in chat says, I've played about 540 hours of Destiny.
0: Holy cow. Uh, I'm fine with the fresh start, but I agree I don't really care about how my character looks. The mm-hmm. gear is the important part. For sure. Yeah. So it looks like well, a lot of us are in agreement on this. Um, look, I still think it'll be a success. I'm not saying the game's not going to do well or mm-hmm. it's not going to have if any interest. Just, or... like,
1: even if you just want to give me, like, you know, uh, like, cosmetic repaints or something. Like, you know, if I have like these exotics, you give me a thing where I do, it doesn't give me the abilities of the old gear, but like I can change a current Destiny 2 piece of gear to look like it or right. something. Like, just just some way to salvage my favorite things about my character. which None of which are, by the way, what the face looks like. She doesn't... I don't remember what she looks She's one of the blue people. That's all, you know... I have as much attachment to what she actually physically looks like as I do, you know... I don't know any other character i don't look at ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's i'm not I'm not grinding for earrings here i'm or <laughs> hairstyles I'm grinding for helmets and and capes
0: yeah so what what would you say your hype level is for again as someone who played a ton of the first destiny, what would you say your hype level is for destiny two right now
1: eh, mid level but I mean
0: think about it here's another game that's supposed to come out this year
1: yeah. i mean i mean mid level but it's like i'm you know I gotta see it you know, I want to see what they got first, yeah. you know, maybe after E3, I guess E3 is probably when we're expecting oh, yeah, them sure, yeah. to to blow this out. Or maybe
0: right before, Activision has a tendency to show things, like, right before E3 yeah. do a big press event, yeah. and every, that way, like, they get their news out in the open, like, a couple days before the show kicks off, and then it doesn't get drowned out
1: by everything else, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm you know, I'm excited it's actually coming this year, like, part of me doesn't quite believe that either. Um, yeah, I'm... I- <laughs> I'm not 100%. I mean, they're still working on DLC for this thing. Bungie's a big studio, but is it that big? Yeah, well, I mean, the DLC this month is called the Farewell Tour. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean <laughs> so clearly, like, they're planning on something this year, but it's yeah. like, does not make it, does it not? Yeah. I feel like it will, but, like, it's just part of me can't, like, wrap my head around the idea that Destiny 2, A, is a thing, B, is coming out this year, and we haven't even seen it yet. Right. You know, yeah. That's Well, um, I think
0: they're afraid of stepping on the toes of the DLC that right, they've been working on, right. so... That's probably what'll happen. This last little batch of DLC will come out, and then we'll start hearing more. I mean, they're already starting to talk about. It. Obviously, we got this news, mm-hmm. so I think it's coming. Yeah, they're pretty open about the, it's happening. So. Yeah. And Activision hasn't really acted like overlords with Bungie. Like, not it's really. Pretty cool with just kind of letting them continue to be who they are. So I'm pr- encouraged by that. After all the hate that goes
1: around about Activision,
0: actually, if you look at how they <laughs> treat their studios, not so bad.
1: All right, I like, oh, Wolf Fox ten JC. Character creation in Destiny is bad. It is, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it really is, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I never could create
1: somebody that I actually like resonated with in that game. No, I, I I just recall kind of like, being like, yeah, it's fine. She's gonna have a helmet on. Me, yeah, I think right? I just you gave know? up. Yeah, it's like whatever. I'll just put
0: a helmet on. It won't make any difference. So, all right, let's move on. So last week, we talked about the debut teaser trailer for Middle-Earth Shadow of War, and oh boy, Mm -hmm. we had no idea what was coming, because they debuted, and I love this, they debuted the game in earnest with like 17 minutes of gameplay. This is how every game
1: should be debuted. I was blown away by that demo. Well, I mean, I kind of called that a little bit with like, you know, now we're going to be commanding our armies, and we got our own ring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our, you the, did call it You totally called it commanding yeah. armies And like But like It went it, This thing goes well beyond What I was kind of expecting Oh my
0: god dude Like this is immediately For me A contender for game of the year I, I mean I've only seen 17 Look how high of how the
1: levels go You can't really see it Behind our little Next trailer of the week thing Yeah But like The levels on these fortresses Are in the hundreds Oh I know And I'm like How much content is there in this game? Like, what's going on here? I just was blown away by every part of this demo, man.
0: Like, just how the Nemesis system has just been exploded. Yeah,
1: they've really taken this and run with it in a way... I mean, basically in a way that I was hoping they would, but I'm not saying I predicted how they'd run with it, but, like, they've taken this to an extreme that I really didn't think they had in them.
0: I mean, look, we were talking earlier about how, you know, maybe it's tough for this year to compete with 98 because there aren't games that have paradigm shifts. Well, this game kind of does yeah, have that. Yeah, this might have some of that, to it. That's true. Holy cow! Like, I love how you can go in and take a fortress, and then you can choose who you want to mm-hmm. put in place there.
1: And I really like that, like, you clearly, when he starts this, there are members of his army here that you've dealt with and brought to your side, and, like, they have personalities and they yeah. have relationships with him... And like you know, and there's a point in the in the demo where they lose this guy, and right. like I felt bad. I did. And
2: well, I only got him for five <laughs> minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am
0: freaking hyped for this game. Like, I don't know if I've seen a demo that's only been 15 minutes and got so excited for a yeah. game.
1: Like this, by the way, Ubisoft is how you don't just make the same game again. You're right. Yeah. Like, cause damn. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! And look, I'm not like the world's biggest Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, to me, the property is kind of irrelevant at this mm-hmm. point. I don't really care like that
1: it's about Lord of the Rings. Like, no matter well, look, what this was based on, like as as a Lord of the Rings fan, to some more of the movies than the books, but like yeah. Um, this isn't really about Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like you are so far off into crazy fan fiction territory. Because now what else because can you do? You're, yeah. you're, you're like the movies. The story is the story. So why not go crazy with stuff that you know? Who cares?
0: I mean, the creatures and everything—they're right. all
1: canon, and that's well, of no, thing. not all. I mean, like there's the Caragors the and the and the grogs are not canon. Like you know, they made up a whole bunch of stuff for the first game. Um, and I feel like we would have heard about this secondary war with a bright lord versus the dark lord. Yeah. That uh, I mean, but it's, you know, it's a great premise, and it and it you know puts you on equal footing with Sauron, and and that's and it's a, you know especially because of the tie in with uh, Celebrimbor, the 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 wraith that that possesses uh, uh, Talion is you know the guy who the guy who helped forge the rings. I mean, So it's it's a, it's a. It's a fitting showdown, if that's what they're going for here. I mean, I honestly don't know
0: if I would have been as impressed with this game if I had not just played For Honor. Mm. Because watching this siege compared to, like, For Honor, it's
1: like, For Honor's like a joke. Well... Depends if you're here for the combat or for the spectacle, I think. Uh, the combat, obviously, it's... combat's it's, still the same, more or less. There's a lot of cool, cha- like, new powers, it looks like. Yeah, there definitely um, are. Like, that is, like, that is something he could do already in right. the first game. Yeah, but later on, game. he does that, but he pulls the enemy to him, right. which is pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, the combat in the first one was passable, not
1: great, but... I mean, it was basically Batman with a sword. It was. Which is, yeah, I got no problem with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think Batman may have been a little better, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think we said before that, like, this is, you know, Shadow Mordor was basically, like, felt like a tech demo. Yeah. And, like, the combat was almost just, like, just take Batmans and kind of, like, like, a Batman light with a sword. It was... Like, after a while, I started to feel bad for the orcs I was killing. It was just... Actually, it was was similar to, uh, you know, like, in Jedi Outcast, where you got powerful enough that you were just frying stormtroopers by the dozen, and after a while, like, you'd pull, like, all their weapons out, and they all just stand there with their hands up, and you're like, (laughs) so do I kill them all now? Or, well, I I, I feel like I I should just leave them there, and and not... Because it's mean, you know? But, um... But that's what I liked about the first one is that it was unflinching and it's very, it's
0: violent and gory. And, you know, a lot of times when you have like games based on movie properties, it's like they have to handle it with kids gloves and. And the violence and the gore has to be like toned down. Not with this one. Like nope. You can see clearly. See. Like are, you, are, you getting, are you getting an M for this? Oh, really? there has
1: to. He just ripped some dude's head off. Yeah, but the blood wasn't red, as we all know. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, I think this game Probably will definitely an get an M. M.
0: It just decapitated like three people and then ripped the dude's head off. They're people, they're orcs. <laughs> okay, orcs that, that doesn't make a difference, though. But, I mean, look, even if you kill zombies violently in a game, you get M yeah. ratings, so I don't think that that's, uh, that's germane to the discussion. But, I just, the, everything about this demo, and look, I get it. They've waited three years to make this demo. Like, this is the most polished part of the game they have right now. They've talked, they've played this and re-recorded it, like, 50 times to get everything exactly how, I get all that. I know how, how they plan all this stuff, still... That's what every video game developer does. You can't deny how It doesn't always turn is. out this well. Right, exactly. So, I am super hyped if you haven't figured it out by no. now for this game. And um, we're not even to the Drake yet. No. I mean, it just, it just keeps getting better. That's the crazy part. Like, I start watching it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Here's this is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. I, it was just one thing after another. My jaw just kept dropping farther and farther. And I, was,
1: I was also a big fan. Like, we're coming up here on where um, he, like... Runs up against another uh, another one of the leaders of the. Uh, uh, it's a, it's actually a little later on this, but he runs into the one of the leaders and like one of your ally commanders helps you in like a like a last minute dramatic save the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cool ideas here. Like they're really taking this nemesis system and going the extra mile with it, which again like, just, oh, yeah, here's here's where that happened Again, makes me like, somebody take this and put it in a Batman game already. Like, <laughs> ima- like, imagine if the Batman game becomes, like, fight, you know, earning your way to, like, assaulting, like, a... Yeah, there's no know.
0: way this doesn't get an M rating. There's just really no way. <laughs> I don't care what color the blood is. Like, it is gory as all get out. But see what I was saying about how the siege in this, how, like, he blew open the sidewall and all the guys mm-hmm. come rushing in? Like, it is
1: for honor dreams of doing something like that. Like, yeah, for Honor was just like, you know, is this standard scripted campaign thing. Like the, But you know, it didn't have to be, they could have made something like this, you know? They somewhat, didn't. But it's just like, you know, For Honor is a multiplayer game is about the combat. This is about single player spectacle abusing yeah. the Nemesis system. And uh I find I find it hard to compare the two of them. Um
0: but I love the 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 RPG elements how much they've been expanded in mm-hmm. in this sequel. Shame. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say shame. <laughs> he shamed him, but uh, I am really, really excited about this game. Um, I didn't think at this point that anything could just kind of pop up Coming out of nowhere. Coming shockingly soon. Yeah, seriously, I love that. I love that new thing now where it's like, hey, we're going to show you this for the first time, and you're going to play it in four months. Yep.
1: I'm totally cool with that. Instead of having it drag out for three or four years or whatever. So, yep. That's like, it would probably be out sooner than the next No Man's Sky update. Probably so. <laughs> Sadly so.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our trailer of the week. Our show is a little shorter this week, so we are going to answer more questions uh, from you guys today. In fact, we'll sit here until uh, you guys run out of questions for us. I um, want to make sure we get our time in with you guys during the week. Uh, but our trailer of the week is for not just one game, but for an entire series of games, Matt. Mm. A series is near and dear to our hearts, or at least it was when we were young lads. Uh, And that series is Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy is coming up on its 30th anniversary. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag old. (laughs) (laughs) Its 30th anniversary is here. um, And Square Enix has put out a really great trailer that goes back through the entire history of the series. Uh, showing all the games that we loved and some of the ones we didn't love quite as much. But uh, (laughs) it's a nostalgic trip nonetheless, and uh, it's one worth taking. So that's our trailer of the week. Let's roll it. character from Zelda right there
1: <laughs>
0: hmm? <laughs> it's so emotional man yeah. all those moments
1: I'm, I'm gonna react to that like Squall dot dot dot
0: <laughs> it didn't bring up my, any nostalgia for you seeing all that
1: yeah like Final Fantasy VI. Like, yeah. my, my nostalgia <laughs> that, Burma, Final was... Fantasy Burma stops there it's... yeah nine installments later I, I wouldn't go that far I, I think I really I'm looking forward them. to 12 Twelve's out. The twelve remakes out this year, right? It is, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm
0: looking forward to it. I really enjoyed them up to nine, and then ten was kind of where
1: the line was. I liked one. Blurry. Uh, I I liked two, which was four, and I love three, which was six, which is still my favorite. Right. Uh, did not like seven. Liked eight less than that. I thought seven was overrated. Um. But oh, tremendously. I still liked it. Uh. But again whatever you played when you were 12 it's it was was the most amazing thing ever it was yeah. not i was 21 so it was not the most amazing thing <laughs> I had ever, um uh. 9 I like a lot Because it was the throwback You know the return Of the crystal And all that stuff uh, And I really like Vivi until they decided To drop his entire Plotline for no good reason And never mention never it again figured, yeah, Until never, the very end When they're like Hey are you okay He's like yeah I'm alright And that was the end of it I'm Like that's good. the end Of his <laughs> fucking storyline It was like,
0: like they They realized Oh wait we never Finished this yeah. For
1: a while there Vivi was looking Like that plotline Is like the most Interesting thing Of Final Fantasy's ever done Yeah. And I'm like wow You're really looking Into like some serious Stuff here And all of a sudden They just drop it And then they all Go fight death and that's the end. I'm saying like, okay. Uh, okay, here's
0: some questions from Nolan Elric. Welcome back. Uh do you guys think Zelda gets a 98 Metacritic if it's the same game but with a new IP? No. Mm,
1: I say no. I hate to say <laughs> it, but part of part of the appeal, and like you know, you can decide whether you think this is a good or a bad or an unfair or fair thing. Part of the appeal is like seeing this world you've you've played so many times before realized in this manner. I mean that's part of it. I think we may have actually quantified the Zelda bump here. Hmm? I think we may have actually finally
0: quantified exactly what the Zelda bump is, and it's point eight. <laughs> <laughs> because You think it's a nine point two if it's not Zelda? I think it gets the same score that uh Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we may finally... The have Zelda bump
1: down. is, is point 0.8.
0: Write it down! 0.8! That's
1: a terrible 8. What is that? <laughs> it's like a snowman.
0: <laughs> That's the Zelda bump. We know it now. Uh, what is the best game demo that you remember playing? Was there? Uh, this is from Justin Horman. Uh, was there ever a time you really liked the demo, but didn't end up liking the full game? Or how about a demo selling you on a game that you had zero interest in playing beforehand? Every answer to that
1: is the same game. Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, really? The loved, demo disc? Love the demo. Had, didn't care about Zone of the Enders, but bought it anyway. Yeah. Although I did like Zone of the Enders, so it was a good choice. In this, but the only reason I bought that game was to get the demo. Uh, and I didn't like Metal Gear Solid 2 very much in the end. I would say it's like
0: the opposite for me with Ground Zeroes. Hmm. I didn't like Ground Zeroes
1: at all, but I actually ended up liking mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid 5. I like Ground Zeroes, but I, I, I don't think it hinted very well at what Metal Gear Solid 5 was. At all, no. Um, five was, the, the actual full game was well beyond the scope of what Ground Zeroes hinted at. Uh, but it's interesting that we both had Metal Gear games in mind for that. Maybe because Kojima tends to provide pretty robust demos. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember getting
0: duped too much by any demos. I think maybe that just comes with having done this for a long time. Yeah. You learn to look for certain things that... Uh, I can... like. It's like I was saying earlier, like, reviewing games at G4 and X-Play, like, I could play those games for, like, an hour and be like, this is a 3. Mm. Like, after you do it for a long time, you start to get a feel, and you can glean more out of your limited amount of time playing a game that's also the product of going to lots of press events where they hand you a 40 minute demo and you play that demo and then four months later you get the final version of that game and you can connect the dots between Mm -hmm. this vertical slice they gave you and what ultimately became the final game and i think that kind of builds this almost like a skill set that you have over time to be able to kind of figure out like. If this demo is good or not, and whether that demo is going to
1: result in a good or a bad game. Sometimes that that becomes a hindrance to me when it comes to interacting with some of the developers and some of the because like, you'll play the demo and they're like, "Oh, you have any questions?" Like, nope. (laughs) Like, I know everything I need to know just from playing this. I'm good. I'm good until you got final retail code for me. Yeah. And they don't like it when you say that. No, they don't. They're like, "Oh,
0: okay." Mm -hmm." Killzone 310, Sifted Games. What's in the center of the galaxy? Center of a galaxy. That'd be a sun. It's
1: a black hole.
0: Oh, I guess you're right. Black hole. I'm thinking of a... Uh... Solar system. Yeah, the solar, solar system. Yeah, the of the solar system. The galaxy.
1: Is, a is it a black hole? Supermassive black hole is the current going theory, I believe. Maybe not for all galaxies, but it's the center of our galaxy. I know some people who would say it's them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but a
0: bump. Do I have one of those on this little sound maker? There is. No, that's a drum roll. <laughs> that, that's a long time. Wow. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh man, let's see. Um, people whose names
1: are green in chat, I can never read them. Hmm. I don't know why. Uh, Godzilla asks, "Do you get?" This is a good chance to kind of go back over how sifted works. Uh, do you get sent all the content on Sifted, like podcasts, or do you personally look for all the stuff yourself, or do you have a system that just gets everything automatically? Oh, wow. Uh, Been a while since we talked about how Sifted yeah, works. Yeah, I mean, you have to be uh, new, because yeah. I've talked about this before. Uh,
0: Sifted, the admin of Sifted, I don't know how much you know about websites, but basically behind every website is an admin. Some people call it a CMS, a content management system but basically it's the backbone of the website and it's what you use to create what's displayed on the website so when I came up with the idea for Sifted when we built it we built the admin to do exactly what it does so um, like a lot of websites use WordPress and that works fine for a website where you're just gonna post blogs and photos and embed videos but because Sifted does something very specific that no other website does we couldn't just use an existing c m s or an existing admin and make it work, so we literally build it from nothing into the admin for sifted and it is it a lot of it is automated um so it brings in our admin brings in all this content into an interface and for instance when I wake up in the morning and like i'll I'll curate a lot of times until like midnight or one in the morning it'll be like the last time i'll check and see what's in the admin. By the time I wake up the next morning, at like 8 or 9 in the morning, there's like 500 pieces of content in the admin. So you come in and you look, and it's just this list of 500 pieces of content. And if I don't get on that right away at 8 a.m., by 9 or 10 a.m., it's up to almost 1,000 because all the websites are waking up in the U.S. and they're starting to publish content. So that 500 is just stuff that came in from YouTube and Europe basically, over the course of the night while we were all asleep. Some of you are in Europe. You were awake when that happened. <laughs> so the, the admin goes and pulls all this stuff in. And then we have an interface set up where we, look at, we have this list of content. We can click on it. And we can like get a rough synopsis of what the content is to figure out whether we want to investigate it further to actually curate it to the site. Once we decide we want to bring it into the site, then there's a whole, other pro- there's a whole process that we go through with each piece of content, where we write our little blur, which kind of gives our take on that piece of content. Or one thing that happens a lot with uh, websites, and I don't blame them, they have to survive, is that they will give you like a leading headline that won't show you or tell you what you really want to know. So it'll be like, this crazy new weapon in Breath of the Wild, you can't believe it, you'll want to see it. And so what we do is we read the story and we're like, the weapon is a sickle in the blurb. <laughs> or they'll I f- say... I feel like
1: that's not an invented scenario there.
0: No. <laughs> it's actually, I did just make that up, but that has happened over oh, and okay. over again. Or they'll say, check out this crazy collector's edition of Breath of the Wild. And instead of showing you a picture in their thumbnail of the collector's edition, they'll just have a screenshot of the game because they want you to click through so they get the ad view. And so we will grab the image of that collector's edition and we'll put it in the thumbnail and we can do all of this in our admin and then so once we do that we write the blurb we decide what it what thumbnail image we're going to use and we try not to bump out publications thumbnail images because sometimes there's reasons why they use things but usually it's because they want an ad view so once that happens we then have to classify that piece of content we have to tell our admin what platforms is this related to is it nintendo sony microsoft uh what genre is this related to what kind of content is this is it a feature is it a preview is it an interview and then we rate it and then we publish it and what happens is it takes all the information that we give it in the admin and then it takes all the information that you give us when you fill out your SIF ratings and it all goes into an algorithm and then that's how it spits out the custom content feed for each user so that i haven't explained that in a long time Mm -hmm. because we just kind of chugged along for months and months here without anybody asking so That's how it works. Synthet has been built from the ground up to do exactly what it does. Um, We do go out and manually find stuff because our admin doesn't work 100% with every website. So there's some sites that we have to go out and actually manually look for stuff. But for the vast majority, it does it automatically. And in some cases, we've even gone to websites and said, hey, can you make this tweak to your site so that we can more easily grab your stuff? And shockingly, that has happened. Like, Upload VR, Tal Blevins, who used to be editorial. I know he was the EIC, the, the editorial director at IGN. Mm-hmm. He just went to Upload VR. I had no idea, by the way. Did you know that? did he I left? Did a, that. Did he had left IGN? I didn't no. know that either. There was no fanfare about that. I don't know why. Tao, first of all, is amazing. He's a great guy. Um, but he just took over editorial at Upload VR. And I had, I had been going there manually curating,
1: checking out their stuff every day. I and, look there pretty often just to see what's out.
0: Yeah, they're probably the best VR yeah. website. And so I had been going there for a while, and I saw him post something about it on Facebook and I was like, "Yo, I'm like, you're working there." And I just sent him a message on Facebook and I'm like, "Man, like would you do a couple things that would help us out?" And he just he texted me 2 days ago like, "There it is." And so yeah, it's like some websites are actually working with us to make Sifted work better with it because it's in their best interest. It's going to get more people to, to consume their content and hopefully become fans of their content and go there and blah, blah, blah. So that's the crib notes version of what Sifted does mm-hmm. and how it works. For those of you who maybe came in a little late and weren't around when it launched and
1: I did the whole crazy like, launch live stream and all that stuff. So um, SJD Swanland asks, uh, I'm a big reader and I was wondering if there's any series or works by authors you'd like adapted into a game. Um, I would like to see, technical issues aside, uh, I would like to see a Telltale Games series based on Stephen King's Dark Tower series. I, uh, most of the books I read would not work for a video <laughs> game.
0: Um, I tend to read classics. I would hardly ever buy new books. Um, every once in a while someone will recommend something to me, but a lot of times they're related to, like... My business or my personal life. It's like I don't buy, I guess, novels anymore that could actually translate well into games. You know, I think at one point in my life, I probably would have said, Oh, I'd love to see a James Joyce game. But, like, how does that work? (laughs) Like, Hmm. that's the type of books that I read. Those are the kinds of authors that I read. So I don't think uh, most of the stuff that I'm into would translate well to games, unfortunately. Again, these green names. I can't read them. That Japanese dude? There's the like NG199 or something? I can't read it. Uh, Matt, you probably answered this question already. Do you think a dual graphics card system is worth the price and hassle?
1: No. <laughs> I have one, but no. It's the Not enough stuff supports it, and uh, the performance boost is really for max, max, max level. Like, I want to run... You know this thing in in you know 4K at you know 60 frames a second. No, you know it's it's silly, really. It's it, it, everything. will... like the 80 to 90 percent of stuff will run just fine with a high-powered single card. Um, it's overkill in my opinion, as someone who has done it and has firsthand experienced that it is overkill. That's the
0: facts, Jack. Straight here from Matt Uh All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get tee this one up for you, Matt. From Mike's Q. Matt, I've been dying to hear your Logan thoughts. I've not seen Logan yet. Oh, I was just about to tune out and just start having a drink here. I was going to have a little <laughs> conversation with Sam while you discussed it for the next 20 minutes. But no, you haven't I, seen it.
1: I haven't seen it. I am way, way behind on movies because I've been... Uh, playing uh, games. Playing games, but also busy uh, taking care of my terminally ill cat. So no, uh, that's right. That's basically... I am i haven't seen... I really want to see Logan and Get Out. Um, I've heard tremendously good things about both of them. But I just, I gotta spend my time with her right now. I'll, I'll get to it, I promise. Uh, Nolan Ellerick said something about, ask, ask about a movie talk show with me. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see. DanBoy90, Shane, have you played any Horizon Zero Dawn? If so, what are your impressions? Nope, I have not. <laughs> I am uh, starting to play it tonight, in fact. So I am really excited about that. I finally polished off Zelda. And I can move on to something else, and that something else is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn. So, next week, I will deliver my first impressions of the game, and hopefully I'll be at least close to completing it by then, but we'll see. It sounds like it's pretty big. Mmm, everyone arguing about Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're really arguing about it. Oh, man. Uh, Hippie 2000, does Nintendo have any third-party support at this point? Nope. Mm. FIFA. (laughs) it really doesn't no um i mean hopefully these best sales of console ever stuff
1: yeah like i don't
0: care if it's true or not like if it will get third parties to get stuff on switch i don't care but
1: that's translating into content like two years from now yeah meanwhile i guess that is really
0: the problem is that they're not all in already already or yet they should have been all in a year and a half or two years ago and started making games for yeah. this thing back then. But it
1: really feels like Nintendo got the hardware to people late. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at I mean, really, you're you're unveiling the thing two months before launch, and one of the only things you could think to put up there is uh, is uh, Suda 51 being like, "I'm gonna make a game on this. I'm, I haven't started yet, but Travis it's, touchdown. It's gonna be great. It's. I'm like, <laughs> wow. There's nothing. They have nothing. He ended up having
0: to apologize for that. Suda. Really? Yeah. Wow. yep. He's like, I'm so sorry that my presentation was so <laughs>
1: terrible. <laughs> don't feel bad, Suda. At least it wasn't James Cameron. I
0: don't feel too bad for him. The guy seems to be doing quite well, and he's never really had a hit. Yeah. So. yeah. He's, uh, I think he's doing alright. He's treat. I think he's one of those guys that's treated probably better than he deserves as far as his development pedigree, and
1: I love the guy. I think, I think he's just someone that like people, people that make games and people that play games look at him and be like, He's so weird. So, Ukraine. Where did you ever come up with that? It's <laughs> like, so you know, cray. Even if it doesn't sell, like you play a pseudo game and you come away feeling happy that you actually got to see that. Yeah. You
0: know? Uh, let's see. Uh, w. Matthew, what do you think of the fantasy draft status slash quick update? Well, I think we had one already. Yeah. <laughs> we were, we're, um, Matt's looking real good. That I'm, Zelda score, man, that's going to be tough to Zelda score uh, overcome. Solid.
1: And uh, I feel pretty good about picking Near over Neo in that, that was the same, I think that was the same round.
0: Yeah, but they both got the same score. So they? They're both
1: at nine, yeah. I didn't realize Neo was that high. Yeah, they're both like right. at nine or 8.9 Then no, I whatever. just feel better about not picking For Honor. Yeah. Um, I am a little concerned that South Park won't make it this year i think you're all right i feel probably will make it this but it's just like i don't know i'm just that's the one i'm concerned about i
0: know one thing i have no concerns about any of my games no your games will all make it (laughs) my problem is i just went to complete overcorrection there i was like (laughs) i don't care if this game gets a five i'm gonna make sure it comes out this year uh, it's been interesting playing this though year after year, mm-hmm. and kind of getting burned by one thing one year, and then something, and seeing how it, like a strategy yeah. adjusts. And like, it's, I think your idea your cool. of
1: substitutions might be worth trying yeah. next year because it does kind of just doom your whole season. Yeah. And like, once that happens, you're already at like, a point where people like on the forums I've seen are just like, "Oh, Shane's dead, Shane's yeah. dead," and it's like it would, it, you know, because of the nature of having to bet early on things that you know are going to come out this year. Yeah, it kind of sucks that like you kind of you know. Odds are we're going to kind of know more or less by June.
0: You could even maybe institute some kind of a penalty where if you bring a game off the bench, you lose a point off of its aggregate score or something. Mm -hmm. You can find ways... But the other thing is, you don't want to overcomplicate you want to get it. Too complicated, yeah. Because I mean, that's what turns a lot of people off of fantasy football. Right. Is that
1: they're like, this is just too much. Like, I don't. Well, I'll leave that stuff to you because you're, yeah. you're the final, you're the final fantasy expert. <laughs> you're, the fa- you're the fantasy <laughs> sport yeah. expert. I'm still having
0: fun. Like, I think no matter what, it's going to be probably the most interesting season because mm-hmm. it looks like we're both going to finish with like our full complement of games for the first time ever. Right.
1: So. And we should maybe look at you know, once this year is over, we kind of see how everything goes and what we know about the following your schedule maybe we could talk about having two seasons in a year yeah you know first half second half kind of that's thing.
0: even more difficult is the game going to come out in the first half yeah. of the year
1: <laughs> but it's fun and like and i hope who, you, and do you get to carry over to the next right season? right
0: yeah it's fun and i hope you guys are having fun with it as well i've uh, i still don't know how i came up with this idea but i'm glad that i did it's been uh, it's been a good time uh, is there any more? Played Andromeda. Hippie, no. Um, review code is on the way. I should be getting it any day now, which is driving me bonkers because I'm supposed to start playing Horizon Zero Dawn tonight, so hopefully I at least get this weekend with Horizon before Andromeda shows up to actually absolutely torture me. Hmm. Uh, sub-level 28 is Friday, the new set day for Game Face, or we'll move about in 17. We're eventually going to get back to Thursday. I still feel like it's the best day to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like the fact that when we do it on Friday, the show doesn't really end up going up. Like, last week, I busted ass and got it up at, like, midnight our time. Um, But the last couple weeks has been going up, like, early Saturday morning. Like, basically, it's been getting rendered while I sleep, and then I wake up and it gets posted. So I'm not happy with people not getting the the show until Saturday morning. Um, I think Thursdays are perfect. I don't have to rush to get everything done. I can post it, and then it's live for you guys on Friday morning. Everyone's totally cool with it as long as I get it on the Friday morning. Because um, the other thing, too, is when you rush, you make mistakes, and quality suffers. So um, we want to get back to Thursdays so that when you guys wake up on Friday, the show's there, and you can take it off with you on your weekend as you go out, out and have fun and do, do your thing. So, yeah, we're going to get back to Thursdays eventually. Um, yes, we actually want to do it this week, but Sam had a, another gig yesterday, so we had to do Friday again. Sam's in demand. He is. He's, he should be. He's really good at what he does. All right, I think that's it. So, hope you guys are having as much fun as we are right now with all the games coming out. It's just—it's almost overwhelming, and I mean, so much so that it prompted a topic on this mm. week's Game Face to just really discuss just how good this year is. Um, and I still think there are some surprises coming. Again, I, don't, I would mm-hmm. not be shocked if a retro game gets dropped on us at some I'm still, point was, this year. In the
1: back of my mind, I'm still kind of waiting for that Phantom Dust remake. Phantom
0: Dust? It is coming this year. They already yeah, said they that. They said before E3. Yep. Um, and then you start thinking about Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethesda, I feel, if they're doing an E3 press conference, they got something. They're, they've got something. So, I mean, look at what's announced already and start thinking about that, that extra icing on top. It, it's, it's shaping up to be a great year. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. Um, and we're privileged to go on that ride with you. So everybody have an excellent weekend wherever you are. Play it safe, but have fun. Game Face is up and out.